0: Yeah, so like food um, is most meant to give us energy and obviously eating vegetables isn't really going to give us energy. Like we're carnivores, we need to eat meat. That's how we evolved to this stage. So we need to have meat in our diet, right? But veganism is more about uh, protecting the environment and because you like that cuddly sheep in the field or that cuddly cow, you don't want to eat that cow because it reflects your little cuddly toy you had growing up. So tell me why you think... um, this big vegan thing is just going out of proportion when you don't get the same amount of energy in that type of food as opposed to meat.
1: Yeah, you know, I used to be vegan. I was vegan for two years after I I did some psychedelics and, you know, I, I found myself and found that meat wasn't that great for me. But then, you know, after a few years of not eating meat, I realized I just didn't have as much energy. I just wasn't as excited for the day. And my body was lacking, like I was losing weight and stuff. So I needed to eat more meat. But, you know, I found the highest quality meat possible. I found, I found ones where they are actually having a full life. They're not crammed in a penthouse. So for me, it's like a fine balance between finding... The ethics of of supporting animals, but also like supporting myself and supporting my body, and I I find that people today aren't getting enough of that balance. They're focusing too much on maybe one extreme or the other.
0: It's true. Like when you look back of how we've come from, we came from like the jungle of just eating like fruit and berries, and then we like evolved onto land and had nuts and I don't know potatoes, whatever we used to have back then, and now we have chicken wings and kebab and uh, a sandwich from the from from the supermarket. And we've, like, dissected, like, humans are the only animals that don't create vitamin C. Every animal creates its own vitamin C. The reason why we stopped is because we started to eat things other than animals, and, like, you know, fruit and veg and stuff and berries, and we had all this vitamin C that our body was like, right, fuck it. I don't have to produce it anymore. I can step down. And now we don't really have the same types of foods we used to eat, so we're just eating shit and junk food and bollocks everywhere, and we're not getting the vitamin C that we need hence why we all get wrinkly because C secrets collagen and collagen knits ourselves together which makes us have good skin and nails which is you know one of the reasons why everyone's so fucking ugly and like wrinkly but <laughs> um i used to eat a lot of meat and i used to also eat a lot of crap so i always felt shit as opposed to good but then i stopped eating crap and i cut out sugar and salt and just processed food yeah. and i've actually cut out quite a lot of meat and i live off a very strict ketogenic diet so obviously we eat meat for protein to give yeah. us energy but ketogenic diet is about using fat as energy so yeah. i literally have selection of nuts olives salmon seeds dark chocolate and i literally fast till 12 i have my meal at 12 and then i have a family meal at like eight o'clock and then i don't eat until the next day at 12 so i have specific foods of specific fats in not even like protein It's literally mainly fat foods. And that gives me all the energy I need through ketosis where I don't feel like I need meat anymore. So you speak about how you went from meat to vegan, had no energy. So you went back to meat. Actually, you'll find that certain foods like foods high in fats like nuts and olives will give you as much energy, if not more compared to meat. Because imagine meat is a dead. It's dead, right? Dead animal, whereas fruit and nuts, they're fresh still. So you're putting livestock into your body as opposed to dead stock, if that makes sense.
1: No, (laughs) I see what you did there. No, it's important, man. You know, I I think part of it was that I was eating processed food still because part of being vegan, they have all these like processed meats and a, a whole bunch of, yeah, totally dead stock, like you're saying. So when I switched over and I started eating meat again, I also focused on eating a lot more a lot more live food, food that had vitality in it. I, I got stuff right from farms ordered to my door, and it felt so good to, to be taking in the livestock, like you're saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, like even when you, um, like, you know, for example, shoot a wild animal and eat him 20 minutes afterwards, his, his muscles are still fresh, whereas if you go to the supermarket and buy frozen food, oh, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's had time to just naturally decompose. And even like, for example, 28 ribeye steak that's been hung, yeah, it may taste a certain way, but it's still dead flesh. Like you wouldn't just leave a, a dead carcass on the road um and then 20 days later sort of pick up a dead pheasant and eat it. It just would be dead. Um and also like when you process food, you break down the cells, so you lose the the nutrients whereas if your body breaks down that food, you get the nutrients. So again, you're eating like say chicken that's 100% chicken breast, but if it's processed, you've broken it down. So it's lost its kind of fuel so it goes in your body and all of a sudden you've now not really got any of the nutrients because it's just been like you know you know i mean like broken down so yeah processed is it's not it's better than preserved because preserved is about making it longer process is just simply adding stuff and breaking it down but it's still not as pure as a whole lot of whole or you have just like you know shot and killed and eat ethan
1: So you you eat entirely fat, pretty much. You've cut all sugar out of your diet. That's pretty intense.
0: So I've never really been anyone to eat sweets growing up. Like, I'm 27 now. I've I've never been the kid to go to the supermarket and buy Pick-A-Mix. I don't think I've ever bought Pick-A-Mix in my life. It just hasn't interested me. Maybe it's because I've got too much energy anyway. Or, I don't know. But yeah. So I live off Brazil nuts, macadamia nuts, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, dark chocolate, coffee, salmon a boiled egg um and i have that and olives and i have that every single day and that will last me until eight o'clock i have the same energy levels i feel fantastic i shit twice a day i'm not constipated but i do get constipated when i suddenly eat bread or pasta i have noticed that um so i do notice the difference when i don't eat natural foods but yeah it's pretty much a fat diet well
1: do you get any sort of greens like spinach or kale or something like that
0: So when my mum does the main meal, it's often like, you know, fish and peas and green beans or swede and and carrots. So, yeah, I have vegetables with the main meal pretty much every single night. And on a roast on the weekend, I've roast dinner. So it's all vegetables. So I get my veg. But even then, you go back to the basics of man. Man wasn't eating broccoli and carrots and sweet and peeling veg and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't doing that. It was just like berries off a tree and nuts and bananas and we, and we survived. Um, so we don't actually need vegetables just like we don't really need fruit. Like we need, we, we, animals eat fruit because it turns to sugar and it stores as, you know, it becomes our energy levels for the winter and we're having like five a day all through season. We've got all this sugar coming in, which is turning into fat. We're not supposed to have all this sugar, It's supposed to be for like when when the winter comes and we eat that sugar and we reserve it as fat. So now we're eating it all the time. Um, Obviously, veg is not the same as fruit. But again, you don't need it to survive. You might be able to fight off disease easier because it's got like certain whatever in the carrot. But you don't need it for energy. It's like an addition.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I have this idea that you can train your body to eat different things. So I wonder how much of, of it is that you've trained your body to eat fat and maybe somebody else could train their body to eat more fiber. And I man, I've even heard a story from a, a friend that that I do trust of one woman who went like forty days without eating any sort of food or water and was just eating sunlight and air on a mountain. He said he was with her, so I I don't know. Like I think, well, I think your mate
0: super was, your mate came back from Thailand and he was still on at a DMT or some mushroom trip. I think he <laughs> I think he tripped out. That I mean, listen, that's not possible. <clears throat> okay, you can't. I think it's three days without water. Like right, I've, I'm
1: pretty sure we really could last. we've only heard
0: this. But yeah, literally. Like I'm pretty sure I could survive three days without water, three three weeks without food. Yeah, but not having anything. Sunlight and what was it? Sunlight and oxygen. Air.
1: Sunlight and air. It's a breathitarian.
0: Fuck oh, <laughs> off. <laughs>
1: oh my no, god. You know, it's, it's it's a different state of consciousness, though. These type of people that do these crazy stunts, they don't live in a city. They live like up on a mountain and they know like exactly how to regulate all of their body. Like they're super aware. Like I I don't even know how to do that. So it's a different state of consciousness.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is all in the mind. And if they've stocked up on food beforehand, like when a squirrel um, has a nut and he goes underground and he hibernates, I asked myself once, how does that squirrel live off that nut, like for, for like for the winter? And the answer is, the metabolism slows down and it only burns the amount of energy when it needs. So yeah. it's possible for these people to do that if they have had, if they have, if they're really hydrated if they've had the correct foods, like the fats, for example, where it stores in the liver and the kidney, they meditate and they don't burn unnecessary energy, then yes, I agree that it's absolutely possible to live off sunlight and oxygen, a.k.a. just not eat and drink. Like, that is absolutely
1: possible. Th- think, think about this too, though. Think about where your energy comes from. So, like, it, it feels like a lot of the time our energy can come from food. But in a pinch, you can also suddenly have more energy you know, somebody comes to your door and you're feeling like shit, but then, like, you know, it's a good friend, oh, boom, you have energy again. So, a lot of the energy is also mental. And to the extent that it's mental, like, maybe some of that energy can come. I, I don't even know where the mind comes from, but it, like, maybe you can pull mental energy and convert it into physical energy somehow. <clears throat> I, we don't really know. We're just scratching the surface of what it is to be in these monkey suits that we live in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's true, because obviously, like, the more positively, the more positive you are, the higher the frequency, the higher the vibration, the more energy you have, like, that's just facts. At the same time, if you eat really bad, you feel like shit, and if you eat really good, you feel good, but if you eat really shit, and I put myself in a mindset where I'm going out tonight, all of a sudden, I feel good, and at the same time, if I'm feeling good, and I'm laying around, do that, I can feel shit. I think it's a combination of physics and biology, meaning it's not one without the other it's a combination of everything like it one count one one um wipes out the other and one one and the other contributes to the other so without the energy of the mind then your body will have a consistent energy and if you had good food and no mind you'd have in your mind less energy but you put it all together it's like if you have if you use mental energy like if you sniff a line of coke and you're now dancing a load that's not natural energy from your body so you'll feel shit the next day you'll need to to, to to like calm and relax and you recharge but if you've got enough fuel in your body then you would be able to cope with that extra boost of energy because you've got the right um energy and which can give to your muscles to replace the energy that was lost so it's a combination of both you can't just like caffeine for example stimulates the brain now You've got the energy from the caffeine, your brain has done the work, but because you're not used to doing that work, you now need to kind of sleep a lot. Um, but if you didn't have um if you had lots of food, for example, which funneled the brain without the positive mindset, you could probably do eat to two or more, but the positive energy would be an additional contribution. So yeah, it's 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 all all of it. It's like quantum physics. It's yeah it's this, that and that. It's it's grey, black and white. It's a combination of yeah. It's not just one, it's wave, particle, and both. It's, if you have mental energy and physical energy, you've got three times the amount of energy. But if you have one or the other that's less or more, it counteracts it based on the belief or the lack of food. So again, it's not just one, it's all of it.
1: Yo, that's, that's exactly one of the topics I'm, I'm most passionate about is, is almost exactly what you said there, with that double slit experiment where it's, it's A, B, both A and B and neither. I find that any single paradox at all can be solved like that. So if, if somebody says philosophically, like, oh, there's a God, and then somebody else says there's not a God, like, it's, it, they're both right. You know what I mean? Like, like A, B, A, B, and neither. Like, like, there is a God to some extent. You could see it like, oh, there is like some greater consciousness or there is some origin of all energy. You could, you could say it like that. And then there's no God, like whatever we think God is, it's it's going to be totally different than that. And then it's both because they both have a point and it's neither because there's always more to learn.
0: Absolutely. So think of that analogy and then translate that to Chinese language, Indian language, Mexican language, French language. It all means the same thing. Yeah. But it's different sounds. Everything like, for example, my God's called God, mine's called Allah, mine's called Father Christmas. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like... It's the same feeling that you get, same voice in your head, same neurons firing up, then call it whatever, okay? It's all the same thing. Um, So this thing about, you know, particle, wave, and both, when you focus on something, it changes. When you don't, it's what it is. But then the outcome is still the same because if you want it to hit that wall, it's going to hit that wall when you're not looking at it. And if you're looking at it, it won't. But at some point, you're going to have to look away and it hit the wall. So the outcome is the same. It's just that time getting to it. Um, I've realised now, as I'm going on, that there's not just one form. There's it, many forms, it's not dimensions. For example, I mean, there's different types of humans. There's positive humans, vibrating humans, and negative vibrating humans. Their biology is different based on their vibration. If their cells don't regenerate quickly because they're negative, their biology is going to be different. They can't have certain foods like nuts and milk and dairy and shit. Positive person can pretty much eat anything, right? Oh yeah. And so. There's different biologies and then there's different vibrational states, which means that there's more than one human. And then there's like your ancestors may left the jungle 50,000 years ago. My male left the jungle 20,000 years ago, which means my my ancestors ate grains before yours did, which means I can eat gluten more than you can. And Mm -hmm. so there's different evolution of humans. It's not just we're humans because you've got eyes and legs and that's it we're all different nothing is the same like every tree it's a tree but you break down the tree the cells and they they grow differently that responds to light better that doesn't need light that responds to darkness like there's so many forms of life that is just not one or the other and the double slit is a fine example of change. when you yeah
1: one of the things that really really blew my mind recently was was my girlfriend's brother had said that he was in India and just took a piece of pizza out of the garbage and ate it. And this, <laughs> this guy is intense, but he has such a positive mindset that he just like he doesn't let anything hold him back. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna be okay no matter what, and he'll just like do whatever comes to him. He doesn't give a, a damn about the the norm or or anything like that. So I, a lot of it has to do with the mindset more than we realize. Whereas at the same time, I know somebody who's gone to India, eaten like damn healthy and came back with worms. So like, <laughs> just about the mindset. Uh, but, but I mean, again, A, B and balance. So it's also about being logical. So you just got to find the right balance for you.
0: For example, if that guy <clears throat> came into contact with somebody with coronavirus and he coughed in his face, the mind can't counteract that. That pathogen is going to go into your system and fight your own immune. For that period of... Feeling shit, your immune is going to get to work. Some things like that, the mind can't change because it's just that's just some things the mind can't do. Like, i I'd say if, it
1: could change it, man. I, I'd say it could. You could make yourself stronger and it could fight it off.
0: That's the thing. When you feel ill, it's your body fighting it. So it's not like I'm not going to get it because I've got a strong immune. Your immune is when you come into contact with something that's not part of your system. And it either takes a day to fight off, or five days to fight off, or you die. You have no choice but to go through that period of your body's fighting it. It's just, if I have a cold, my friend will have a cold every fucking like few weeks or weeks. I might get a sniffle for one day. Yeah. But I'm not going not to not get a sniffle. That positive mindset guy isn't going to not feel shit from the coronavirus. He will be infected because when it's in your system it's in your system like you can't do anything about it it's just how shit you feel based on how good you normally feel if somebody feels shit all the time then it's going to make them feel even worse now i'm a positive mind person if something falls on the floor i'll just pick it up i don't care outside whatever if i drop something i'll eat it i share drinks with people i i'm around people are ill all the time i just know i'm not going to get ill and i don't get ill but i'm yeah. also smart enough to know that as powerful as a god i think i am i am a human And life can like HIV could take me down at any point. The mind can't do shit about that, which is the same as a flu. There's certain things that you really have no control over, like a disease of a tree that's going to take down that tree, whether you like it or not. You know, certain things humans are not invincible um, about. But yeah, absolutely. Mindset is is um, everything you can drink. Something and be fine. Um, And if you think like you're going to get ill, your body will find that illness. I, I know that for a fact. I'm the same.
1: Yeah, when you're saying that you'll be able to fight it off, I think it's even possible to fight it off like as it's coming in to some extent if you're really aware. Because there's been times when I've gotten, I would say, like a three-minute sore throat where literally I, I, like I touch something or somebody and I could, I could feel it coming in, just like the sickness energy. But I, I put all my awareness on it because I meditate so I know how to do that and immediately I process it and then like that's it it's done three minutes
0: <laughs> absolutely so um yeah like everything is vibrating our cells are vibrating like monk healing for example a cancerous tumor if you focus all the vibration of the sound or just the energy off your hands you break down that cancerous cell and it becomes yeah. like separated and then it just disperses and then it doesn't exist so yeah if you've got a sore throat if you feel you're constipated, if you feel like you're getting ill, you can focus on that part of the body, and then like all your white bodies, whatever they're called, antibodies will flood to that section because of the mind, as opposed to waiting for it to go into your body. and Your body realizing, "Hey, we've got a fucking Mexican, uh, fucking <laughs> smuggler at the border, I go there now." Your mind's like, "Actually, I've got satellite view. Go to the go to my leg. You know, the migrants coming across, type of thing." So yeah, you can definitely. You can speed up the process of, for example, the coronavirus coming into your body from, say, three days to from four days to three days based on the fact that you are now embracing it's coming. If it's if it's too late. But once it's in your system, you have to go through that, for example, two three day period. It's just the stronger you're immune, the quicker you will recover and the weaker you're immune. Well, you're brown bread, aren't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I, I have this radical idea that pain is, well, it's, it's useful. And the correct answer to any sort of pain is just awareness. So if, if you are cut in the hand or if you have gotten some sort of a flu or something coming into your body, all you have to do, no matter what it is, is just hold awareness on it. The, the Man, our bodies are so smart. There's like so much knowledge across thousands and thousands and thousands and maybe millions and billions of years, who knows? So all of that DNA knowledge will solve the problem for you as long as you just put your awareness on it. And then every once in a while, you might even get an intuition of like, oh, move like this, or hey, go talk to that guy and see what he has. Maybe there's some medicine he has, or go eat this thing from this tree. So like, it's, it's not super, super linear, like it's always going to be only awareness. Sometimes putting the awareness will bring up knowledge from your body and that knowledge will be able to solve it. So, I but but awareness on pain is always the key. Pain just means put awareness here.
0: Yeah, so like pain, our nervous system is responding to something that wasn't there two minutes ago after you banged your leg. So Mm. if it's based on the nervous system and you can control the nervous system through meditation or through a, a drug or through focusing on something else, then you can control the pain. And it's like, well, how do you control the pain? Do you take a medication that simply numbs that part of the body? Or do you focus elsewhere where your mind is now not focusing on your body and then stimulating the neurons because you're now focused on those neurons? This is the thing. I find when I bang my leg, if I just go, fuck, and just sort of focus on doing <laughs> something else, if I focus on doing something else and I continue doing what I'm doing, I literally, my mind, count down from 60, 59, 58, and that pain goes at zero. Whereas if I focus on that pain, rub my leg, I'm focused on it. So when my energy is flowing, like my mind is going, and then the the neurons in my leg are stimulated because I'm focused on it, which means I'm now more receptive to pain. So now that pain of my toe will last, say, three, four minutes. And then when I'm thinking about that pain, the more the pain exists because that's all I'm focusing on. And so by not responding to a bang my knee, I just move on. And then a few days later, I see a bruise. I'm like, where the fuck did that bruise come from? I don't remember. It's the same uh, for a cut. If you don't focus on the pain, it doesn't exist in the brain. And then you go back and you're like, where did this come from?
1: I'm saying, okay, I'm saying to focus on the pain, but I'm not saying to call it pain. I don't know how to, how to explain it like this. It would be like, like just noticing the raw sensations that are there and not not pushing them away or not, not like thinking about them at all. You just put awareness there, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And I feel like the awareness on the pain, whether you stub your toe or you get some flu, it's like just have holding the awareness there will fix it rapidly. But you, you can't you can't allow thoughts to come like, oh, this sucks or whatever. No thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I agree with that as well. I've I've, tro- I've I've experimented like that as well, where I have focused on it and I've embraced it and I've re- right I bang my knee. I feel my knee throbbing and that pain threshold goes up. And it's throbbing, it's vibrating. And I'm like, rather than going, ah, or needing a bag of peas or whatever, I'm just accepting the fact that, okay, my knee fucking hurts. And I'm not going to run, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to get any medication. I'm just going to face it. Imagine I'm an animal and I've got a lion who's fucking trying to eat my leg whilst I'm alive. I, I, I'm not, I can't get away. So I'm going to have to just embrace that. This fucking lion is digging his, fucking taking a chunk of my leg out. There's nothing I can do. So you just have to embrace it. And when you embrace it, you accept the fact that there's a fucking lion eating my leg and that pain somehow disappears you like hallucinate and you go into a different conscious level um yeah. as like the spirit level for example where you lose that come out of that body which is okay I'm am I'm a dead dead buffalo whatever and you, you sort of you don't see that pain as you anymore so you can like exp- you can focus on the pain and that pain will disappear because you've like focused on it through some kind of you know hallucinogenic way or whatever, but yeah, I agree. Focus on it; it becomes yes. less because you're now used to that feeling and you accept it rather than run from it.
1: There, there was this, there was this woman that that a guy on my podcast was telling me about, where she she drank gasoline and lit herself on fire in protest. Uh, it, she's Tibetan, and the Chinese government took over Tibet, so she she did that in protest that the government had taken over her country. But she stood perfectly still the entire time, you know. But she's obviously like an advanced meditator, like really in control of her consciousness, because she just stood there immolated, and like people were just all gathered around watching her, and she was just burning in silent protest.
0: Is that so, online?
1: Uh, you know, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you a link, man. Um, yeah. It, it was, you know, it's in it's in this documentary uh, called. Uh, Guru Rinpoche documentary and and one of uh, one of the guys I, I interviewed made this documentary and he has a clip in there So that's where I saw it. I'm sure you could find it somewhere else online if you were to Google like Tibet burning woman or something
0: Yeah, if you respond to something that you're not used to then how you responded before will kick in So you'll run from something or go to the freezer and get ice pack but if every time something happens every time you have pain every time somebody punches you in the face, every time it's cold. Like, for example, when it's cold, right, have you noticed when you tense up, you shiver more? And that's the same thing when I said about when you focus pain on your leg, the nerves are now stimulated, so they respond more. So when you're cold, if you relax, your nerves are relaxed, your muscles are relaxed, and you embrace that cold, and then you, like, become numb to it. Like, your body just, like, accepts it. Whereas if you, like, tense up, all your nerves are, like, now, like, on alert, now the cold is more sensitive and you shiver more. I mean, yeah. not to think about how you can just do a few star jumps and you'll warm up pretty quick. But, you know, just when you are in that state, like the Chinese lady, when she's taking that gasoline or whatever, if you've accepted it in your mind and you've embraced it and you've gone through the motion of how it will feel like manifestation of how it will filter out my own talk show. So I regularly manifest, visualize what it's like to have my own talk show that when I get there. I feel the same as if I was feeling here in my conservatory. It's the same feeling. I've got the damn talk show. And the more I say it, the more I feel like I'm going to take over the Tonight show. And And there's just no other option but I am. So she would have gone in the mindset and be like, "Okay, this is going to hurt. But again, meditation is about controlling the mind, separating the body because it isn't the same. Even though it's connected, it isn't. So, yeah, meditation is the cure to anything.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm reading I'm reading think and Grow Rich. I don't know if you're reading that, too, but it's a lot of it has to do with that visualization of knowing exactly what you want. And man, like I'm hesitant to say something is impossible for humans. And the reason why is because there are so many people that have done crazy shit that we would never think is possible. So like going back to your cold therapy stuff or the, the cold freezing stuff, there's a guy named Wim Hof, who you probably know, who... Has climbed mount everest like pretty much naked like just in like boxers and boots like what the heck it's because he's he's done all that mind over matter stuff and he's visualized himself getting there he knows how to relax into cold he knows how to turn the cold into into something that was healing and there was one point where his foot got frostbite probably because he like let in a bad thought or something during this process but then he he held his awareness on the foot and he got an inspiration to put raw deer meat on it and he did and then that cured it and like <laughs> all the doctors were like what the fuck how did you do that
0: <laughs> yeah like i mean <clears throat> so yeah but like training again if you got if you suddenly walked up the mountain and it was cold and the first thing you do is fuck i need to go indoors and wrap up but if you were going outdoors for months and months and months in the cold getting your body used to the cold all of a sudden mount everest is really not much different it's like maybe a few degrees different so everyone else is like oh my god but for him it's like i've been living in antarctica for or bloody alaska outside for for ages like i'm prepared so you're mentally now not running from it you're embracing it because you you already know it's going to happen um it's like like yeah when you know someone's going to punch you you can prepare for it whereas if somebody just suddenly punches you you're going to be off guard so yeah the 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 mind like as you said so if a man has created it already another man can create it can you think of anything and create anything yes like certain things like can man fly just as man is no but creating something that can make man fly yeah nothing is impossible in terms of if, uh, if you can create it with a physical source, through a metal, through sand, through whatever, then you pretty much can create anything, right?
1: I, so nothing- Honestly, man, I go further and I, I would just say, like, the, the amount of our universe that we are aware of is such a tiny fraction. Like, like the, our senses, our eyes specifically, can barely see any of the light that's or or the the waves that are available in the full in the full spectrum so all of our senses are very limited so when we say like can man fly well like i i just don't know the full limitations of our universe like it seems like there's a lot of ufo stuff that's going around where these these entities seem to be able to control spacecraft and defy physics and like it's it's you could debate whether it's true or not. I think there's a fair amount of evidence for it, but like, we just don't know how, how physics works. Like we, we haven't been that intelligent for that long. And you know, we, it might be possible to fly if we like have some sort of, or, or maybe we have to evolve a little bit more. Maybe there's an amount of, of like raising our vibration and accessing some further space. I, I, I don't know how it works. I know that you, you can lucid dream like we, we've gotten close there where you can like like fly in your dreams and people have been able to leave their body and fly out like in the real world, but not in their body. So like they call it astral projection and they're able to to like see like objects in the real world and then come back to their body and be like, yo, there's like a there's like a thing behind this thing. Like, like Dr. Rick Straussman wrote about it in his book, DMT, the spirit molecule, where somebody left their body and then was able to see that there was like a boot above the, the laboratory room in like one of those, you know, those, those ceilings you can like push up and there's, there's like, yeah, so there's like a boot up there. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't understand our world enough to say like with certainty that anything is impossible. I just leave it all like, you know. I don't know how that works, but maybe, and that's just, I don't want to limit my mind in any way.
0: So this is how um, the world is, right? Every human is in a box. Every human has a brain. Every human uh, thinks and thoughts are created. Energy frequencies go off. So we're all in a box. We're already connected via our brains, okay? Everyone has a unique like walkie-talkie channel frequency. You are channel frequency 99, I'm channel frequency 408, right? You also, in your box, have a list of everyone else's frequencies, and you can access it by simply visioning a person, and then you connect to them. So for example, my uncle, we've met many times. He's in Australia. I think of him, and then he messages me. At the same time, I, did a, I have a, same time someone like you, for example. You message me on Facebook. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you look like, but I pick up my phone to message you exactly as you are messaging me. So I've not even met you. I don't even, I've not even spoke to you. So that shows that we're connected even before we've even met. So, for example, we're in a box. We're already connected, and you just have to simply think of that person, and you tune into their frequency. So it's not like you've got to travel to get the frequency a match. It's just ping, ping, like quantum entanglement. Ping, ping. It's the same thing. It's in real time. We think of the world like, oh, my God, it's massive. The walk to America from England is, takes days. In terms of energy, it's just that. So, for example... How does he tune into the boot in the loft? Well, somebody's put that boot in the loft. That's a thought. That's a frequency. He's tuned into it. How do you psychics pick up that the dead body is left in the swamp over there? But Like a GPS location. That's where he was last seen on the GPS location. That was where that person last signaled that he's killed this person. So you can connect to it. That's how we're able to tune into things that we... Um, haven't seen asteroid projection but in terms of can man fly well if you look at birds you need enough wingspan in order to kind of lift up the body but i believe for example for example stonehenge and the pyramids they are all in specific locations based on the vibration and it's all in tune so you could go on a certain part of the earth right where the emf is stronger than here for example and you could drink loads of water or you could take gas from under the ground Or you could eat loads of walnuts, which are very gassy. Or you could do something which can make, for example, your body more magnetized through like, lots of water or through having eating certain metals or eating a certain fish or whatever, right? And then you could put yourself in a certain part of the world which is high in energy, which now makes you very high in energy, which means that, I don't know, it changes your mass, your gravity or whatever, where you could sort of jump. And rather than go down straight away, you can, kind of, you can kind of float based on the energy magnet, like gravity, for example. For example, certain part of the Earth could be different in gravity. So if you can float in space, we are in space. So who's to say that on the Earth, you could go to a certain place and that and the gravity is different and you just have to move and you can fly like water. That is absolutely possible. Then you could fly, but not in the way where we think we can, where wings no, we can't fly without wings, but you could do something where your mass becomes different and you could put yourself in a certain part of the earth and you could float. Absolutely. Like, that's how Stonehenge was moved. They would chant, they found the frequency of the rock and they were chanting or singing or making sounds of that exact frequency and the rock started to vibrate like two glasses and a triangle. When you ting, that triangle vibrates as well. That's how they moved the rock. They moved it from Wales, miles down. Like Wales is like, like say hundreds of miles away from where it is now they must have gone hmm and that rock just moves just like telekinesis where you can move rocks you know telekinesis right
1: yeah well you're 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 basically describing resonant frequencies and this is like a, a lost art that it feels like it's been actively suppressed from our society but yeah, resonant frequencies is how all the ancients did all the cool things that we don't understand how they did it nowadays.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you, you know? yeah, if you went to part of the earth which was a different frequency to compared to like here and you managed to get your body in that frequency through meditation or through a sound, then you would vibrate to that frequency in the air and you could start to float. Like Yeah. That's absolutely possible. How does the earth float in in space? Same type of thing like energy is, you know, balanced like pull on a pool a a pull and a uh, attract and a repel here, so it sort of sits in the middle. So, I, I absolutely that's possible. I don't know where, I, but it it does make sense when you think about it.
1: Totally, I you know it's it's funny. I'm I'm even wearing resonant frequencies right now. Like it doesn't look like like much. I just have these ordinary bracelets on, but they have resonant frequency power in them. And I did test with them because I thought this thing was going to be a scam. I honestly, to say I thought it was going to be complete bullshit, but I did tests with them and I was actually stronger and I was more balanced than I did a live blood test. And I was like, holy shit, my blood's moving like way faster. So I, I, I got this and then I, I got these guys to sponsor my podcast. They're called uh, Essential Vibes, Essential But they are absolutely phenomenal. And I like they've been consistently blowing my mind every single time I wear them. And they actually, we, they have a bunch of frequencies. So it's, it's interesting stuff. It's, it's, it's certainly worth taking these ancient technologies and putting them back into our modern lives, taking that wisdom that we've lost from our, I would say, mainstream propaganda and rebuilding all of that ancient knowledge into our lives so that we can have, you know, free energy like Nikola Tesla was, was giving us. And we can have, uh, just extended longevity in our lives and all this type of thing,
0: I agree that you know certain things have vibrations, and you know if you put it near something that will start to vibrate, so that thing vibrates, and your body starts to vibrate, and if that's part of nature, then you'll be more in tune to nature, same as like rocks and crystals i I, have, I don't believe in all that stuff like rocks healing stuff. I believe it's more if you're looking at something, you make it mean something, so you walk under a ladder, bad luck, you create bad luck. If you have this rock, you feel good, positive vibrations emitted and positive things come. Same things like that. If you feel that's going to provide goodness, it's in your mind. So do you think that it's in your mind because you believe that that is doing good? Are you are you thinking about the money and the sponsorship so you've programmed yourself to find results? Or is that thing actually vibrating, changing your blood levels? Or is it all three like particle wave and both is it a combination of everything
1: yeah (laughs) you're you're asking this hilarious question basically because it comes from this idea of placebo and like i i think it's it's a funny and insane task that modern modern i guess healthcare modern pharmaceuticals they try to they try to do they have this insane task where they want to get rid of the mental aspect of our bodies but our mind is everything like everything is mind. so the way the way our mind controls our body like it's always a factor now that said this this works on people that you know they don't really understand it so like i haven't prepped them i haven't told them i i was so curious i did tests where i was just like hey try this test. Okay, now put this on. Now we'll do it again. Like I didn't tell him what to expect at all. It just suddenly like it worked. And in fact, when I went to go and put it on the first time, I thought it was bullshit. I was gonna I thought I was gonna myth bust these guys. You know what I mean? So I had like negative faith. If anything, I was like, this is complete bullshit. So um, I Yeah, I, d- I don't know, man. I, I would say like mine is always an aspect, but it's, it's also when it comes to this essential vibes technology, I haven't, I, I have seen it work so many times for so many people. And in fact, there, there, there are some people that have sent it back to the company and then. Cause they're thinking, yeah, this is bullshit. It's not working. But then when they sent it back, they were like, Oh, wait a second. Something's, something's weird now. And they could feel the lack of having it on, even if they couldn't, even if they weren't sensitive enough to feel the effect of it so yeah it's it's, it's hard to know man like it's, it's really hard to know
0: so yeah obviously we are made up of so many different dimensions and dimensions meaning there's so many there's so many reasons why something happens for example you don't tell your mate that this is the specific thing that's going to do something specific right but his blood pressure goes down or up so the thing works but for example the fact that you're there and your thoughts are there now your thoughts are becoming his thoughts so now without even realizing your spirit has gone into his spirit and now his knowledge of this is supposed to make my blood change my blood's going to change so again it's almost like a biased experiment it's like the double slit experiment they tried so many different ways the temperature the room they put it in another country they got a computer to observe it as opposed to a human no matter whether it was a computer or a human it still became a particle. So somehow it knows when it's being observed. Your guy knows, for example, that he was being tested to see if he will respond, but he's picking up your thoughts and vibration. And it's like, well, if you went to the other side of the world and got your friend to do it, again, your energy's connected to your friend, your friend's connected to him, his thoughts are now connected to you, meaning he's now supposed to respond in a certain way. It's like our thoughts are not our own thoughts. OK, when you have the dowser thing and it spins around and does that, OK, I used to believe all that shit. I believed it was a spirit coming through. Was coming, I, was, I believed it was a spirit moving it based on whether it was right or wrong. I now know through analysing the stuff I believe and trying to find flaws that it was the energy current coming through my arm based on slight movement in my hand that created a current. And that yeah. concerned my own thoughts. So, for example, What I'm trying to say to you is that there's never going to be and you can never experiment whether that thing is creating that blood change. Why? Because it could be in the mind. It could be the sponsorship. It could actually have frequencies that are doing it. Okay. it could be he's picking up your thoughts and based on what you're expecting the outcome to be. You are tuning into somebody else's thoughts before you put it on after you believed it was bullshit. And you now are becoming that person's uh, mindset. Again, it is every factor. It is some of those factors. It is one of those factors and it is none of those factors because each outcome provides the outcome the same. If you do that, it creates a, your blood flow. If you don't know, it creates a blood flow. If, if you think there's going to be money involved, it creates a blood flow. But if you don't believe it, it's going to do anything, it won't do anything. You can, you can counteract it, like the flu jab, for example. If you think you're going to get flu anyway, you will like somehow remove that vaccine and you will get flu. The same as if you believe you're not going to get flu, You won't get flu, like the pizza guy. He ate that pizza knowing he's going to be fine. Again, it's not just one or the other. It's all of it, and it's none of it. So we're never going to know whether that is going to help your blood or not, because there's so many factors involved that you don't, like, it's just not... Again, it's almost like if the mind can do it without the physical object, why do we need it, like tablets and placebo? If the mind can do it anyway... But also the placebo is the reason for your mind to think like that so that activates that mind then it's the mind it's the placebo effect and it's none you know what i mean
1: (laughs) yeah you know there's this there's this analogy i like to give where if if you have if you're trying to sing a song right like maybe your favorite song but there's a whole bunch of other crazy ass songs going on around you like it's possible for you to sing that song perfectly it's possible for you to to tune into your inner harmony and really, really focus and sing that song. However, if you, you know, you play this song near your ear on your iPhone or whatever, it'll be way easier for you to sing that song well. So in that same way, that's that's how I would describe what these, these bands do, is they play the frequency of Uh, 7.83 hertz which is the earth frequency and by playing that frequency it reminds your nervous system oh yeah i'm supposed to be singing or vibrating at that frequency so it like like yeah you you can do it without this like nobody needs this and in fact if you walk on the earth all day that'll be even better for you but you know just with for those of us who aren't that great at mind over matter there's always this Like that's where technology comes in like even with cell phones like I, I can call you up, Oliver. I can call you up and be like, "Hey, let's have a conversation," and maybe by doing that, I'm I'm not tapping into my innate psychic abilities, and maybe we could be having this conversation psychically. But like, I haven't developed that skill because I keep using technology. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's always a bit of both. So, like, you're you're totally spot on, man
0: yeah i agree with that as well like these things can remind us to think a certain frequency but if you've got strong enough mindset without needing these things you can always tune into that frequency um the same as like you know i believe it's like man has created all this stuff because man can't see it but it already exists and then by creating something that already exists we now use that as opposed to our own natural abilities so we use medicine to heal ourselves as opposed to so, for example, medis, medication, meditation, you know, affecting the mind. We've created medication. We have meditation. It's a fucking same thing. Um, and yeah, the more you don't use your meditation, the more like, you lose your intuition. And, and, the, and you lose your mind, basically. You lose your ability to control your own feelings and minds. Hence why everyone's got disease and everyone's ill. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting the way you're saying it there's you could look at technology as a crutch. So every time you want to do something and you use technology, it's almost like you're you're harming yourself in some way because you're now not using your natural abilities. Even something as simple as clothes. Like now my skin is probably going to be thinner and less resistant to the cold because I'm wearing col- I'm wearing clothes on. So every time I I extend my power through technology. I lose some of my innate ability. So there's always that give and take, and you have to ask yourself whenever you use any technology, is it worth it? Is what I'm gaining from this technology in this moment worth the, I would say, like, de-evolution of losing my innate abilities? And am I becoming addicted and reliant on this technology? Because if we are the more technology stacks up and the more technologies we use, the weaker we are as a species. And then it could take a smaller and smaller type of natural disaster for our entire city to collapse because of how reliant we are on these external technologies.
0: Obviously, our bo- everything in nature vibrates at a frequency, right? And we're supposed to too, like a tree. And like technology, phones, TVs, lights, even heating, for example, all different vibrations that our body's not, it's not supposed to be feeling. So, if vibration and medication med- meditation, for example, has the power to cure cancer, aka make that cell vibrate at a frequency where it destructs itself or produces itself again, just think what is all this external vibration doing? Even when we're sitting in a car, for example, the, the engine vibration, we're sitting in the chair, our bodies are now vibrating at so many frequencies apart from the natural one that. If I was a cell, I wouldn't know whether to reproduce or die because I'd be like negative, positive, negative, positive frequencies all over the place. I wouldn't know what to do. Hence why people hence why people feel like they do. And one minute they're ill and then they're not. And one minute they're happy and one minute they're not. Just so many vibrations. And obviously, you know what vibration can do to water, for example. Like if you put water on a on a positive picture, it changes the taste of the water. If you put it on a fucking picture of Satan, becomes a different taste because that belief that Satan's a cunt, negative vibration is focused on that paper and it's going up. Even if you're not there and you've gone on holiday in Australia, that energy is still there. The same as the energy of somebody who left that boot in the ceiling, that energy is still there. When a grandparent dies, their energy is still there. If you're sat in the room saying, hey, bro, put this wrist thing on. Why? Just do it. You're, he's picking up your energy. That his blood pressure supposed to change unconsciously, Without even realizing, because it's all to do with the vibration of what's already there.
1: Yeah. You know, there there's there's so many ways and so many angles. You know, I what you said about the devil is, is is funny too because I I actually actually find that character valuable. I think there's a lot of people who hate the devil, and I can I can totally understand with, with the, the stories that, that are laid over that entity. But I think there's value to everything. I think there's value to the light side and the dark side, and you need it both. Recently on my Instagram, I I came out with a video that I called How to Make the Devil Your Spirit Guide. (laughs) And the whole idea behind it is like, like if you didn't have pain in your life, if you didn't have uh, confusion in your life, if you didn't have suffering in your life, as terrible as these things seem, by without having those you wouldn't be able to appreciate the opposite and even in fear fear is is a signal for your greatest growth potential so without suffering you wouldn't grow you would just become i guess you could say fat lazy and complacent you know what i mean so you need that discomfort you need that pain to push you on to greater levels and in this way I think we all need to to, to to give the devil an apology, you know, <laughs> say, so, say thank you.
0: <laughs> see, what I, what I think you're doing is you are counteracting negatives to positives. It's like everything in life is negative and vi- negative and positive vibration, right? Like night and day, black and white, sperm, egg, whatever, yeah? Everything is not just one, it's two. You need yeah. one to create the other, even if it's energy becoming together and then creating another star. So that's just a man-made term of... I'm going to find a good in every bad. I'm going to love Satan, a.k.a. Every time I bang my toe, for example, it's an excuse to get a new coffee table because it's got softer edges. Every time my friend (laughs) doesn't invite me out to the pub, I'm going to say, I don't want to be your friend anymore, and I'm going to go fuck a woman. So you counteract every negative with a positive. So, yeah, Satan is your best friend. Don't run from him. Love him. Nurture him until he disappears, a.k.a. Find positives in every negative, and tell you there's no negatives. Absolutely exactly. agree.
1: Yeah, it, that's that's so funny <laughs> about 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 banging your toe, and then and then you decide to get a new coffee table. I would even bring it like so much, so much like sooner. I'd be like, wow, I'm I'm alive. I'm feeling pain right now, and this pain is like helping me grow. My body is becoming stronger because now it's adapting to this kind of pain. So, like, I like to bring it right into the immediate and be thankful, right for the things that are uncomfortable right now in every single moment.
0: Yeah, that was just an example. Normally, I'm really extreme. I'm like, I could have died. I literally could have died. So now life for the rest of my life is going to be incredible because I should be dead. Like, if yeah. for example, like, <laughs> like, just I, I take it to the extreme. Like if I'm walking along and then a tree blows down miles away, I'm like, well. That could have been me. I could have died. I'm now am living, I'm now living my lifetimes too, like a cat's got nine lives. I'm now reborn again, living my other life. So now nothing else matters because I could have died. So, yeah, take it to the extreme. Obviously, reality is, yes, don't make the same mistake twice. Get another coffee table. But in terms of internally, fuck, I could have died. That could have been me. I now I'm going to go and treat myself to a KFC because I know that this could be my last I know this could be the last time. And he's like, hey, buddy, what do you want to order? Well, yeah. thank you for asking. I want 10 chicken wings because I oh, could have died today. And now you make it like an excuse of really doing things that you love because that's, that's it. Going you could have died. <laughs> <laughs> what would you
1: say? I said, that's it. I'm going vegan again. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Just the mental picture of that is disturbing me. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, when you when you have that death experience, you know, one of the things that I did that, that killed me was, was I did DMT. And DMT, for those of you who don't know, is, is a short form for dimethyltryptamine, which is a brain hormone. It's produced by your pineal gland. Uh, Dr. Rick Straussman did a whole bunch of clinical studies on it uh, called DMT, The Spirit Molecule. is the book that he published them in. And it's really, really interesting. But as, as I took that substance, I had a death-like experience. And, and I did it with my partner and she also did. When my partner did it, she saw that the entire universe was a simulation, like a hologram. And when I did it, I met the Hindu Ganesh without even having known that word or that entity because I grew up Christian, like really, really Christian. <laughs> so it, it was it's really, really interesting. But when you have these death-like experiences, um that's that's the time when you get to reinvent yourself and add so much vigor back to your life and, and then t- to talk a bit more about DNT, it actually does come up naturally in death and your death experiences so that's a great way to have one of those reinvigorating life-altering moments uh you know in a safe way
0: <laughs> for example an animal when he's grazing in the in the in at nighttime and it's pitch black and it's dark he is so aware that there could be a lion that his senses pick up anything the slightest movement the slightest smell because he's got direct access to his penile gland right which is you could call the thing that's connected to everything and you know penile gland naturally creates dmt like through meditation what is meditation just focusing within stillness so everyone can connect to this but because everything's just simulated from someone else you don't have a clue so dmt or any drug for example allows your brain essentially it affects the penile gland so much that it just takes over the brain and sort of rewires everything back into place so you don't necessarily need dmt you could teach people this and they yeah. could go back and then access this state of consciousness or just take a drug and you'll come out of it like that um so yeah um you, yeah
1: you- you can also get it by – there's a bunch of crazy-ass ways to get this thing. So you can get it in sports, in, like, peak peak performance, where you're, like, really fully in the moment because that's, that's a meditative state. Uh, so there's people who have been, like, running and then suddenly just have, like, this God experience, which is pretty cool. Another one, which makes a lot of sense, actually, is that when you cut off all light for four days – after, after the first four days, your pineal gland will start to produce DMT. Before that, it'll produce melatonin. But after that, it'll produce dimethyltryptamine. So when you think about why all these holy people hang out in caves, like back in the day, there's all these monks in caves, there's across all different cultures. It's because that, that removal of light awakens that pineal gland and you can just start having full on natural uh, DMT experience.
0: Oh, my! amazing. Um, wow. Um, when I was 21, I became enlightened, right? So I, I was on medication for Tourette's. It's Tourette's. Brain activity stimulating face muscles, which is creating the twitching. And the swearing is the frustration of trying to work someone out. Chicken or the fucking egg? How the fuck can the chicken come from the cunting egg if there was no egg in the fucking first place, right? So I came off on medication, learned all this law of attraction secret bollocks online, Listen to it all through the night as I was sleeping, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. I was so aware. I now realized that one of the things I was doing is I was bathing in the dark. I turned off all electronics in my room. I binned my TV. I binned my phone. I think back now, I didn't have, I basically reset myself to night and day. I went to bed when it was dark, even though it was 8.30. I woke up when it was light, right? And I now realized that I spent so much time in the darkness, where I just had myself, and I was now real. I was meditating for hours and hours and hours, to the point where, like telekinesis, I made things move. I made things twitch, click. I made things fall. I made the TV turn on and off. I made the lights flicker. I, I had the ability to to make things move, like telekinesis. Um, and as you were saying about the darkness, I was so aware. I literally was on a DMT trip where I could think of anybody. I'd leave the house and I'd see them. And I'd be like, did I attract that person to me? Or was I tuning into that person there? I thought of them and I now know to take action because I will see them. And I was honestly, I was on this DMT trip from natural meditation. I had no thoughts, no twitching, no Tourette's, no medication. I was eating healthy. So I was pure. I was drinking water. I was sleeping correctly. I literally saw everything from, from a God point of view. Everything just was just fake. I saw myself from like space, looking down on animals and humans and everything. And I was like, wow, we're just no different to these things surviving. And we're just doing what we need to do. And I went clubbing and I saw everyone dancing as vibrations in the same frequency. And I saw myself as a big frequency when I was dancing really confidently Everyone else felt inferior to me and they moved away. And so I saw myself as a very big charge vibration, not in, not in harmony with those vibrations because they were just people dancing and they were copying each other's moves. So they fit in. The minute he starts breaking out and start doing really confident shit, they feel inferior. And I was like, wow, we're just vibrations, man. And I saw everything through the penile gland without DMT. But I was on the DMT experience through the darkness, for example, and through meditation for looking back, I was meditating from like 12 in the night till 3 in the morning. But I was trying to become in tune to the spirit world. So I'd be in the lounge, trying to see if I could hear my grandma's spirit, for example. She died. I was trying to hear energy and, and, and ghosts. I realize now that in that meditative mind state, that that was meditation, where I had to be quiet enough to hear if there was a knock or a ghost doing something. And looking back now, I was doing that for three hours every night. And I guess what? The Mac I'm using right now used to be in my bedroom. I used to believe my grandma was in my, in, in her spirit was here for me. And at, at nighttime, I used to imagine she was here. But I had to go in a really quiet state of mind in order to hear her. When I went into this quiet mind state, my Mac used to charge up and it used to turn off. So I used to be able to power this Mac up through static energy, hold that vibration and that thought, hold that charge in the Mac And when I would let go, focusing on the Mac, the Mac would turn off. So think about quantum physics. When I focus on it, it becomes a a wave. When I don't focus on it, it's a particle. The Mac would charge when I just knew the Mac would come on, a.k.a. Grandma would make a sign, right? As soon as I was aware that Grandma was in the computer, is basically me becoming aware of the particle and it becoming a wave. The Mac would shut down. And the more I would kind of observe that thing, the Mac, without focusing on it, just like when you have a bit of foil on a toothpick in an orange, like telekinesis. When you are just knowing it's going to spin around, it spins. As soon as you become aware, oh my God, it's spinning. It stops and goes the other way. As soon as I became aware that grandma was here, she fucked off and the Mac turned off. Which allowed me to understand that when you just go into a meditative state, you can control anything.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, man. The, the, uh, the quality of the, the signal has gone down a bit. Hopefully this is, is working. I don't know what happened. But yeah, I, what, I, what I heard from that was that you were able to use your mind to influence the Mac and you were tuning into the vibration of your grandmother and you were noticing how you had all of this extra energy when you were dancing on the dance floor and people weren't matching your vibration it's it's so cool to hear that because for you it seemed to to be intuitive did you take any sort of any sort of meditation class to get there or was it something that all just spontaneously came about
0: this is the thing right <clears throat> i was on strong medication that is used for schizophrenia yeah for 10 years now as medication evolves you have di- different bits of medication in everything else so you have different like for example Certain chemicals that are in lots of um, different medications. Are you still there? Hello. Yeah. Yep. Can you hear me? Can you hear me?
1: It's 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 really um, it's really low.
0: Go, go, go back to what back to where you were. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna talk to see if you can still hear me. How's yeah? this? Yeah, yeah. It's all fine for me. It's just for you. Can, can you. can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Um, maybe I'll example... turn off the video. No, no, no. keep the video on. <laughs> yeah. So c- can I continue? Uh,
1: is this okay? Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you and I can see you perfectly. Put the video back on.
1: Okay. Let me, let me just try the, the right beside the router.
0: So is it, is it blurry okay. for you when I speak and when I talk?
1: yeah it's it's cutting in and out but
0: okay let uh, me know when um
1: let me see just if it works now should be okay
0: let me turn off my camera and turn it on back one sec Right? can you hear me and see me yep my my, my mouth and movement with the camera
1: yeah it's oh yeah there okay yeah it's all come back now Nicely right done. cool
0: so um, so, for example, opioids are in lots of different medications, right? Because the chemical process behind it does something to the body, which creates an effect. So that's why lots of stuff is in lots of stuff. Anyway, nowadays, my my tablets that I was using for Tourette's is the same tablet used for schizophrenia. So imagine what Tourette's is. It's stopping the twitching, which stops voice brain juices. So schizophrenia, for example, is a voice in your head, neurons firing up. It slows down the neuron, slows down the voice in your head. So I was on medication for 10 years that when I came off it, I, for the first time in 10 years, was not thinking. I could see things clearly. I could process 10 years worth of thoughts that I was unable to process because the medication slowed down my brain power. So I didn't take any kind of drug to have this awakening. I didn't go into meditation classes. It was a combination of I was always aware about this extra life that I couldn't see or explain. I didn't have the brain power to work it out because the medication slowed down my brain. But I'd never finished like my thought. I came off the medication in three years, three weeks, sorry. I processed and thought about everything I'd ever tried to think about in 15 years because it was the same stuff. Like, is there a God? Why is there a God? But I never finished a sentence. But, and then all of a sudden I could process it just like that. So I'd stop thinking of all the stuff because I worked it all out because I came off the medication. I was learning the secret, the law of attraction, YouTube videos, quantum physics, science, power of the mind. And one by one, no medication and the YouTube videos all through the night playing nine hours worth of all this stuff. Night after night for three weeks, I became this enlightened monk. I knew everything because I already, I already knew it within. I could already I already tried to work it out. But I didn't know if it was me or, you know, whether it was just me, you knew this. Um, And as you were saying, if you listen to music, you become in harmony with that sound. But you can actually tune into the frequencies of a song and be able to speak and sing pitch perfectly. I always knew I could sing because I could hear the sounds in my mind. But when I spoke and sang songs, I was a really bad singer. But I knew I could always sing, unlike some people where they think they can sing, but they can't that's different because they aren't in tune themselves. Whereas I was aware that I could hear this song, but I couldn't match the frequency out loud. And the more I sang, the more in harmony I became with the frequency and the more I could sing pitch perfectly. So yeah, you can tune into the vibrations on the outside. But I hope that answers your question about, did I become aware due to meditation? No, it was just enlightened knowledge. I mean, I had an in deaf experience where I almost had a head-on car crash at 60 miles an hour, Cause I was speaking to the voice in my head, not focusing. And I went up the curb and I went down the curb and I went back onto the road, looked in my mirror. The car was just behind me with the brake lights on. And I just went home like it was normal. And then the voice in my head said, everything is going to be all right. And it's all happening <laughs> at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. And I, I think that might be one of those situations where having that, negative experience you could say for 10 years of being on that medication created an equal and opposite positive experience towards like self-awareness because you were so suppressed and so unaware for so long now you're just boom like so much awareness and that that maybe gave you that awakened state
0: Yeah, like when I was 20 years old, I wanted to die. I was so suicidal, I wanted to die. I didn't want to be here anymore because I was trapped in my head. Parents are saying, can't be normal, what you want about? I was on medication. I was thinking about all this enlightened stuff, and I can see it, but no one understands me. No one understood, but I wanted to kill myself. And that car crash is basically the end of me wanting to kill myself. And I put my foot down. I didn't care anymore. And all of a sudden, there was a car. I was like, shit! And I had to... (laughs) Go up the curb and down the curb without missing the lamppost and the fucking telephone box. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to die. And then the night afterwards, my grandma's voice said, it's okay. It's going to be all right. And then she disappeared from that point onwards. And then, and then I came off the medication at the same time. It all happened at once. I was enlightened with all these things in order. The near-death experience, the paranormal experience with the Mac of my grandma. She was never there doors used to move um and it all it all came in sync to this other world that doesn't exist or that does exist that i was unaware of and i became so in tune to it yeah amazing 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 amazing
1: wow this this consciousness and this universe that we live in is just so fascinating there's so much i'm learning every day can you can you tell me a bit more I'm, i'm so interested in in how you're going you're going onwards from there like what what is it that you're you're aiming at I understand you want to have a talk show host but how did you get from wanting this from from having this like intense near-death experience and understanding your consciousness to, to just wanting to have something fun like a talk show host
0: well I realized from how unhappy and how much I suffered and how depressed I was and how much anxiety I had and how I wanted to die and how nothing ever went right and how I flipped every single thing around In terms of my favor, because I faced every single fear that we are here by chance, we're just lucky, we just happen to evolve and we're here. So, nothing matters to me. All that matters is my happiness. And if I've got to be here for 90 years, how am I going to be happy working in a bank, having a talk show, being in front of people, making people laugh, and being me all the time? That makes me happy. How am I going to get there? Do podcasts. Eventually, someone will see my podcast and be like, wow, fuck me. You can talk. I'm a producer for CBS. I have the Conan slot or the Jimmy Fallon slot. We're trying to find people because Fallon's stepping down in three years. Are you interested? Absolutely. I I vision this. So for me, it's like I've got nothing to lose because I could die tomorrow, as you said. A tree could fall down and kill me or I could stumble on my knee, get a coffee table or be like, fuck me. I could have tripped and hit my head and died. So now it's like, well, I'm lucky to be here. So now it's like, how do I want to live my life free, happy doing what I want to do or, or thinking about stress and money and debt and government of coronavirus and fucking all these bollocks. And the answer is I'm just going to go and get what I want because I could die tomorrow and then that'd be it.
1: Yeah, no, it's exactly the same for me. I, I realize I just don't want, I don't want to, to have a limited idea of what I can do with myself and what I can do with my consciousness. I, you know, I, I did, after after doing DMT and having a, an awakening, I I just went and did all these different spiritual practices from all these different countries around the world, and I I tried all sorts of intense things from jungle medicines to like forty day sadnas, which is like three hour practices at four a.m. and uh, sweat lodges and like, there's, fire there's...
0: ants. What did you try? Fire ants?
1: No, I did not try fire ants. What <laughs> did you, What'd you do have... with that? You know, I've been bit by fire ants, but I've never intentionally done that.
0: The the tribe, you have big fucking fire ants, like hundreds of big, massive ants. You put them in a glove, you put the glove in your hand, and you have to handle them biting you. It's a handle of pain, and you get welcome into the tribe if you can handle the process of having it for five minutes. We're talking excruciating pain. Would you ever do that?
1: You know... There, there is a point where I would have done that and I have done excruciating painful things. Like there's, there's one where there's this thing called Sananga. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a jungle medicine where you put, it's like a fire drop in your eye. And I did that every day for 30 days. And my God, it's like rubbing shards of glass into your eye. And it, it helps the ancient Amazonian hunters with their night vision. And I did it, you know, I just wanted to, to learn, A, how to handle pain, and then B, I wanted to see if it would have an impact on my eyesight. Uh, it, it turned out it didn't have much impact on my eyesight, but I did have a lot of pain. So really, I did this for no other reason than just having a lot of pain, and then there could have been other things. So I, I feel like I've already pushed myself through some of these intense experiences. I don't I don't feel the need right now to... To push myself into other ones. Now I'm just at a place where I've been through all these intense experiences, and I'm like, well, what do I want for myself? Like this whole world could end at every point, just like you're saying. I mean, a, a comet could hit us. Uh, the, the poles are moving right now. I, I don't know what's going on. These cities don't feel like they're they're in any useful situation. Like they keep they don't feel stable. So I just am like I just gotta envision the coolest thing, and uh, and see what I can do and where I can go. So like you, I'm also envisioning my podcast, Behind the Grid, really taking off and I'm becoming like a, a, a talk show host, kind of just like you. I'm, I'm hosting cool, interesting people from around the world with stories like yours where they're interesting states of consciousness and interesting ways of viewing the world. And I I just want to have that take off because I enjoy doing it. I feel so alive when I'm having these really real conversations where we're not talking about bullshit like viruses or or what Katy Perry did or whatever the modern pop stars are.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so um, so as I said, when I bang my toe, for example, I don't focus on it, so I forget about it. But at the same time, I like to feel pain because I believe that if you feel pain, you learn to embrace it. And whether you bang your head, get cut, whether you get burnt, your body is now tolerant of pain. So all these things about the... In pain, getting your body used to the feeling of life isn't always going to be comfortable. Like You're not always going to be cold. You're not always going to be warm. Sometimes you're going to be cold. And it's how you deal with it. And um, yeah, I'm aware. Basically, it's only recently that I've truly, truly, truly stopped searching. And what I mean by that is when you realize that, okay... Money don't make you happy, fame don't make you happy. You still have to work to make money to pay the bills. What's the point in any of it? You might have to kill yourself or you can live. So now I look at life as like this. I'm happy right now. All I can do is control my happiness. You need something to work towards. What am I working towards? Am I working towards that thing? Am I happy right now? Amazing, so I'm present but I'm also visioning the future. I am enjoying the sun as a lion, but I'm also aware that I've got to go hunt for food in, in two hours time when it goes to dark. So it's almost like I'm just getting up and I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm and I'm moving towards that goal because that's what all animals do. They wake up and they hunt and then eventually they die. They don't know about time in the day and fucking months and calendars. They just, they just need to hunt. Otherwise they die. I'm that same thing. And yeah, that's really all you have awareness happiness do it and then you're dead yeah. and then when you when you when you see it like that people say oh that's so negative you see you're gonna die no it's is realis- realistic realism beats pessimism no optimism beats pessimism but realism beats both meaning reality is coronavirus could kill you a terrorist could blow you up tomorrow a tree could fall on your car that could happen so therefore if it is likely to happen i don't care about anything else other than right now and am I joining this podcast with you? I am present with you. There's no phones. I don't care about what's for dinner. I don't care about the talk show. I'm on this journey right now. The talk show is in three years time. I'm enjoying this conversation right now. And that's all that matters.
1: Yeah. And if, if you can't enjoy the now, you won't be able to enjoy the talk show when you're there. So that, that's part of it. And, and part of me doesn't even care about whether or not I get there. Although I'm, I'm fully focused, fully committed to going there. You know, if I die tomorrow, it's like okay, great. I don't know what's coming next, but whatever that is, is what I'll do then. You know, like, and I think having that non-attachment helps. You know, if you've ever, if you've ever went out to, to go and 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 date women, you know what I mean. To go and and make a connection with women, if you're single, um, I, I know that before I, I was with my girlfriend. Now I had to go and learn how to approach women and learn what they like. And the most important thing is that you aren't needy. You have to be non-attached. You have to not really care. Like you go, you be fully present with them, but you have to not really care if they reject you or not. And you have to just put your best foot forward and be yourself and not really give a fuck. And that's exactly the same with all parts of life, with business, with personal projects and creations, with all of our goals. We have to not really care if we reach it while still putting everything in the moment everything towards it
0: but uh, people say when you focus on something you don't get it and when you stop looking for love it comes and if you focus on something too much it doesn't happen well yeah that that saying is true but want to understand the science behind it it's quantum physics if you observe a particle it becomes a wave that lady who's looking at you from across the bar you are attracting based on if you're the same vibration particle particle but if you focus on her too much she now becomes a wave, and now you can't attract to her. She goes off, and you never get there. You're focusing on that girl, she comes to you. You're focusing on her, she runs away. It's like the ghost thing. When I focus on grandma, I focus on the mac, she fucked off. The mac turned off. It's the same thing. So people do things based on what they are looking for. They, you can't choose a girl, for example, based on the looks, because it's all about vibration. If you're not in harmony, it's not going to work. So you focus on a good-looking girl, she runs off. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? And this person's come to you when you're not looking at her. She's the same vibration as you. You are now in harmony. So again, you didn't look for that, but it's there. And when you focus on it, you can't ever get the girl because you're focusing on it. But at the same time, it's not based on looks. It's based on vibration. If you aren't in harmony at home and you, you don't understand why she wants the toilet seat down because you think it's funny to leave it up, you're not going to work. But being in harmony is our respect that. The toilet seat is supposed to be down. Otherwise, it would have been designed to stay up. So what's the point of a toilet seat? You might as well fucking dig a hole in the garden. You understand mm. the same thing. So therefore, you are in harmony. And so many blokes keep chasing girls and they never get them. And they fucking want them once and they never keep them. That's because he's so focused on a girl. And there's so many girls around you like, hey, let's talk. I like you. But he's not interested because he's looking over there. Yeah, quantum physics is, when you understand it, it's everything. You understand everything like it's everything when you don't look at it it's there because when you understand it focus on a particle it becomes a wave fucking crazy like like not even like 0.0.1 know the quantum physics shit i mean yeah
1: it's the secret teachings man that the way the way i like them the best the way that resonated the most with me is the hermetic teachings i don't know if you've read them but there's a, a book called the kabbalion and it lists out like seven principles of the universe. And yeah, it's, it's like quantum physics, but it's just written out in such plain English, where there'll be like the law of polarity, the law of uh, gender. And it just, it, the, the teachings are universal. And when you understand these archetypal truths, at that point, you have an edge over everybody else. Because you, you understand the meta-reality. You understand the patterns by which the entire universe operates. So you can take that same principle that you're saying and apply it to dating. You can take that, apply it to business. You can apply it to working out. You can apply it to absolutely anything you want. And when you can do that, it's so freeing. It's, it's just you know, the universe is suddenly not something you have to, to strive at and burn out in. It's something that just is a, a dance, a playful dance with the cosmos where you, you learn and grow and it's fun.
0: Everything's based on the laws of science. So everything physical, it's only physical because it's like squashed together like mud. But really mud's just a tree and a tree was once a little tiny root and which is a seed which is nothing. So it's physical but it isn't. So when you understand everything is science, then we are no different. So you work with the science, you work with everything in life. Um, it's like you know a back door. They're trying to break down a steel door at the front. You go on the back. It's fucking unlocked. But that's that's the knowledge that we have. You do that instead of that. We're taught that that's wrong. Do that.
1: Which why is, is like- it? Why is it Oliver that you think? And I don't know if you agree with this, but why is it that? every mainstream thing seems to be backwards. It feels like they've, they've, <laughs> taken, they've taken the universal truths and just fucked them up backwards.
0: <laughs> um, I'll tell you why. Let's just say a monk knew this and um, he wanted to be the one in charge so he didn't tell his other monk friend. So now he knows it. They don't. And then over time, that monkey doesn't know it serves the big monk imagine that big monk is a government america okay uh, president and that small monk is now a ratio a duplication of millions of humans okay you serve the people so you give them what they want so they're saying i need help because i can't do it because they didn't know the power of the mind the government says okay here's some tools here's some money here's an a, here's a, a a company that's going to help you so then you go back and say it's not working provide more and of course as that gets bigger That stays the same. That knowledge stays the same. But This gets bigger. So now media, you now use the media to teach people this. But then the people who watch the media know this. They then go out and protest or whatever. Media covers it. Everyone else sees that mindset. Now the government sees that mindset of how they want change. And then you give them change. So it's all about dependent on something that you already have within yourself. And so therefore it's this constant flow of government say we're doing something you want change you go on tv so the government can see it it goes up it goes out it goes out and it's that cycle because it's a dependency independency negative positive it's either one or the other hence why if you're not that you're this and everything is the opposite it's true even stuff like medicine and cancers and stuff and how everyone's dying i'm like if you believe you've got cancer you're going to die you're going to die they say wine's good for you, wine's bad for you. Fat's good for you, fat's bad for you. Too much meat's good for you, too much everything's the fucking opposite. And I'm like, Mum, stop watching that bollocks. I'm telling you, the truth. You don't need to hear that. And it's just like a same shit, a different day. Wi-Fi, four G's bad for you. Yeah, well, you said that with two G. Did you anything about it? No, you created five G. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the people are like, we need faster internet. Let's give them six G. We've got cancer. You know, we need more chemotherapy. Okay, here's more money for hospitals. I'm dying. Oh, we need new, new space for gravestones. Government hasn't got enough land for gravestones. Everyone's dying. Wi Fi's too slow. Oh I'll give them seven G. Nine, nine so government fees what people want. But it's because they didn't know in the first place. And it just gets worse and worse and worse.
1: <laughs> so I I you know, I haven't really looked at it too much from that angle. I've, I've been looking at it more from a, an angle of, of them trying to take as much power as possible and and doing everything they can to suppress the people. But, you know, there's something brilliant about the way that you're framing it because it gives the people the power. Once you have created it, once you are the one who has created the monster, it's your power to destroy it you just got to stop feeding it stop giving the government power stop relying on government resources stop relying on on government rights like people are so worried about their rights like fuck man you have all the rights you need you're you're an infinite being like you do not need the government to tell you you have the right to fucking speak you have the right to speak already <laughs> you know what i mean
0: it's the same as like if people were aware they'd be aware But how do they become aware they take a drug like the mt or someone tells you for example if you are told that elvis is alive and you say hey mate this person said elvis is alive oh man let's go see him in concert and you put out on facebook elvis is performing everyone starts to join the group hey let's buy tickets you don't deserve to see music you are not good enough oh don't tell me what to do i want to buy 10 tickets now so now everyone comes on board don't tell me what to do. They've got 10 million people wanting to see Elvis. And then and then the government's like, "Well, Elvis is dead, but the people want Elvis." Oh, 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 I'll put a costume on and become Elvis or we'll hire an impersonator. And so therefore, you've got this fake Elvis now performing cuz the people want them. The people will have the power. Serve the people. They want Elvis, we give Elvis. You want new schools, we open new schools. But it's because they were told that Elvis was alive in the first place that they now expect an Elvis concert I can't understand why if they're told that cancer's t- destroying everyone they're going to be like well, why not make not making hospitals they're help people right so government responds to the people but then it all becomes lost in translation at what point did the government say that cancer existed or Elvis existed again it goes back in time it's not Illuminati where all the governments are trying to create one world organisation and trying to suppress the people control the people Ellen DeGeneres is part of the Luminati, Trump's part... No, it's bollocks. They're not trying to suppress the people. They've lost control of the people. Where now to shut them up, give them what they want. If a fucking lion is... If a, if a bird wants a car... Like if a bird wants food and he's pestering you, just give him the fucking like... Give him the food and he'll fuck off. But he's going to come back and they're more going to come back. But you can't shoot the bird because now there's too many human beings now that they override the police and the military. If all the people came together, there's not enough military. Whereas years and years ago, there was more government and police and military to suppress the people. Where if you said no, we're not going to create vegan raps for you vegan fucking people, right? All right, then. Fine. Now it's like, we think Burger King should sell vegan burgers. Oh, yeah? We're going to boycott you. Now there's so many of them, and Burger King relies so much on their profits, that we're like, well, we can't stick to our burger formula we're going to have to sell fucking vegan burgers because if we don't, we're going to run out of profits. There's too many people, okay, that you lose control. So now when they say, vegan raps, we want more hospitals for cancer patients. Give them that because if you don't, they revolt and they take down politics and they take down, they're all marching at the Supreme Court. It's become to that point where there's too many humans that it's unmanageable where you just have to give them what they want. Otherwise, they will end up walking into the Supreme Court and fucking killing everyone. Think about it. Everyone with a gun in America walked into the Supreme Court and mean, you got all the military, all the Navy, all the government, all the fucking SEALs. They outrank them. They out-fucking-rank them. And it's because the people, there's too many people. So you can't just be like, look, this is it, tough, like China, for example, because there's just too many people. Um, so, yeah, it's not suppression. It's given them what they want. But if they knew that what they wanted wasn't what they wanted, they wouldn't ask for it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's not suppression. It's just you're serving, the government's serving them by giving them what they want, but they don't realize that that's not what they wanted because at some point along the way, they were told something and they believed it and no one said it was wrong. They just continued believing it. It just came down generations. Like if you believe because your granddad's had heart disease, you're going to get it too. Well, genes are bollocks. Genes are created by thoughts and environment. There's no such thing as hereditary genes. So you heart disease, bollocks it's made up so it's just becoming aware of where something came from where did it all begin
1: it's interesting that that you that you frame it like that i think one of the one of the things that i like most about that is that you're challenging the norm so when you're told something from your parents you're told yeah like jesus is the only way to god or or Maybe you're told from your school that the the only truth is the things that you can see and touch. You know, like there's all of these things that we're told that, like you're saying, when they play out and the the mass starts to believe like, oh, cancer is a big deal or or that Elvis is real, then you they, they create these unreasonable demands and if we can challenge beliefs as they come in if we can learn how to do that i think that will save our society and our species we need to learn how to to ask ourselves even even not is something true because that's that's that can be challenging and you can get wrapped up in a in a spiral of like debates like oh is is it true that jesus existed and came back from the dead or not or is it true that that uh, Elvis is alive or not, like there's you. You can go down that road, and that can be useful. But if you want a really quick answer, ask yourself: Is it useful? Is it useful for me to believe that uh, that the government is controlling me, or is it useful for me to believe that I'm I have great impact on the government? And for me, I've thrown away all all ideas to as much as possible. And I mean, not fully, but as much as possible about is, are things true and false? And I focus entirely on, do I, do I get value from believing this? So I love to adopt any belief where I feel like I've gotten more power from this belief. I now have more influence in the world because I, I'm believing this and I can exercise more change in my reality. So that's why I like what you're saying, because it makes a lot of sense to me.
0: This is the thing right <clears throat> If you're waiting for society to change itself, okay, you'd be waiting forever because yeah. it's just not how it works It's like the Big Bang. All this energy comes together Can you shut the door please? All this energy comes together and eventually it gets more and more and more and it explodes There's no like oh that energy will suddenly disperse and then there'll be it won't be as much. It only gets worse governments will only start to meet every single man of the government veganism, transism, gayism, bisexualism, isms, fucking isms, isms, isms. I need rights. They were heard. Why can't I be heard? You respond to me, give me new cancer patient clinics. I want this for my bollocks. Like, you know, drop the cock off. I want to put a cock on. I want both. I want tits and a cock. Okay, let's make tits and a cock. If it's going to come to a point where people have so many demands, those demands are met through man creating purely imaginative things like false arms, false legs, A third penis, third leg, whatever. That it's you're gonna what we're gonna have a civil war because eventually you're like, I want two heads. Why can't you give me two heads? You gave her two heads, and then you start fucking invading like Supreme Court, and then and then like people die and then they get shot, and then there's like civil wars where you start. The trans community fights the 3 leg community, and then the gay community fights the vegan community, and then the Burger King community fights the McDonald's community. All of these beliefs, all these tribes, all these ways of life come together. You're going to fight. Government are going to be like, well, we've not got enough army. How the fuck do we solve this? They're just going to fight, and they're going to kill themselves out, and then there'll be a population that'll be less. And like the war, you realise, shit, maybe fighting other countries and dropping a, a bomb in Japan wasn't smart, because then America dropped the bomb on me, And then my grandma died. Maybe it wasn't smart. Maybe we should just stick to our own beliefs, not interfere. You believe in God? Fine. I'm not going to say anything different. Last time I said that, half my village fucking died, yeah? (laughs) So we're going to be like, fuck. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We have to learn from our pain. We have to learn from our mistakes. We have to freeze our bollocks off in order to remember to bring a jacket next time. We are given jackets when we are cold. We're not getting used to being responsible for bringing a jacket. And then we're going to have a massive argument, a massive fight. Our houses are going to get blown up. Like, for example, when there's a wildfire in Australia, you lose everything. All of a sudden, all that shit isn't important. Okay? there's floods. Your family survived, though. All of a sudden, that shit isn't important. I had a near-death experience of a car crash. Nothing's important. You have to keep going down a path where you have a life-changing experience, where you realise what's important. You'll have civil wars and you realise, actually, trans community, gay community, cancer community community It's about my happiness and my family, but I can see. I don't care what's happening over there, what's happening over there, what's happening in the government. Couldn't give a fuck. Can't sit. Don't care. I'll turn the TV off. Who cares whether Trump has an orange face whether he's doing it to make himself money. Give a shit. All I care about is me and my local farmer trading a sweet corn for a carrot. And I'm enjoying my sweet corn with my family. And then... We will become small local tribes, run our own rules, and not care about government. We just won't give a shit about government. And then it will reverse. That big bang, bang! Small particles, small planets, small governments, small tribes, small cities. That's it. That's that yeah. the only way. It only goes down. If we, ha- if we evolve because of the big bang, and we have all energy, and energy does the same, you can see how people are creating all these groups and boycotting everything's like vegan rights and fucking gay rights and four-leg rights everyone's feeling empowered eventually they don't get their own way bang fight big bang times two but on the planet
1: yeah no that's exactly it there's there's this (laughs) principle of what you put your attention on grows not not positive thoughts and or, or negative thoughts just anything your raw attention is on so by giving the government our energy, our awareness, our attention—they they get bigger. And by giving bullshit energy thing, energy—I I, don't—I don't even know what to call this. Like energy harvesting to some extent. That's probably a pretty strange way to say it. But where they, they create these mass hysteria movements, if you feed into it, you give them energy, and then there's going to be more and more of these crazy mass hysteria movements. So we, we can't give them any energy like the best thing to do is to just ignore them and eat corn with our family like you're saying man that's that's exactly right and when it comes to dealing with people who have other belief systems the way i like to deal with them is not think about where they're wrong god that's so easy it's so easy to see where somebody else is wrong let's think about what we can learn from somebody like what are they doing better than us so that i can take one of their beliefs add it to my own and now suddenly i'm like more empowered and i i can take on an islamic belief and, and a, a christian belief and a ufo belief and a conspiracy belief and a mainstream belief whatever you know like build your own brain man <laughs>
0: exactly knowledge is power and i'm only as smart as i am because if i listen more than i speak i speak when i when i speak but I've learned because I've listened to hours and, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of people teaching on YouTube and just people I've met. I've listened and I've taken everyone's knowledge to create a massive book of knowledge. So yeah, you can always find things that you disagree on. There's just as much stuff that you agree on. So I'm going to learn from you and your experiences to add to my book of knowledge. And then, and then and I become smarter and more empowered. So people need to listen to people and see what things they cannot, that they can agree on, but just what they can learn. If you don't know it, listen and learn. Ask questions. People always want to speak and teach their way. And if you can listen, they'll, they'll want to keep speaking. And you become smart. And you very easily out, out, outsmart the people around you just by listening. If everyone around you is not listening and speaking about the bollocks, that everyone knows already. Like, I'm, listening, I'm speaking to you. I know all the stuff that you know. And you know all the stuff that I know. There's not much to really learn. But someone else listening to this they will learn so much. And what we're speaking about is on a, such a high level of consciousness anyway that just knowing the double slit aside from the power of the mind and the pain thing, there are three things that most people don't know anyway. But then you think about all of that, the power of water, the power of thoughts and spirits, and we're on a fucking other dimension. And um, yeah, like, you only learn by listening and questioning.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. One of the... One of the things that I love most is to is to listen. There there was this one point I was doing I was doing mushrooms with a friend and at the end of the trip, I guess while while my brain was really suggestible, she said, listen to people's stories. Listen to people's stories. And I was like, What? And at this time I was a fucking <laughs> asshole, to be honest. I was an asshole. But it, it's been like playing in the back of my mind for years now because of how deep it went. <laughs> and i've become like a way more intelligent person because of it. So when when we listen to each other and we listen to people who are you know ahead of us in some area and, and you know everybody's ahead of you in some area, then you, you you can you can easily grow quickly without without too much pain. You don't have to go through all the pain that that person went through to learn all the cool shit that they know. You can take without that pain. <laughs>
0: absolutely like you have you can listen to professor on youtube for an hour teaching about quantum physics and i've watched hours and hours and hours and hours of different videos and teachers of quantum physics just so i really understand it each teacher teaches different and i learn something different from that person until i understand it so just by going to someone like me who can put it all in a sentence for you you can learn it without having to listen to fucking hours of quantum physics so everyone can teach something that you don't know and they've done the work for you um which is one of the reasons why we're becoming so lazy and dependent on people because everything's already done um and there's pros and cons like our brain just weakens because we're not working stuff out ourselves at the same time with the knowledge you have you can benefit your life and it all comes down to how does my knowledge increase my survival in the modern era as opposed to maybe i should be stimulating my brain more because you can always do a crossword or word search or do a Rubik's cube to stimulate your brain so it doesn't die. So you can listen to knowledge without working it out, but your brain is still using its own power, like doing a a crossword. So again, it's circumstantial. Um like if you if you take from something, replace it. Like if you take down a tree, plant five new trees. No? That that's good. That's very good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly what you're saying. When one of one of the things that's really interesting that I do when I when I talk to people I don't know. Is Like anybody, man, sometimes I'll go, I'll go places and my mind will be like, oh, this is such a mainstream party. Everybody here is just so normal. Like what are they going to be able to teach me? But I'll recognize that that's not a useful thought because then I won't learn anything and I'll have a shit ass attitude. So, so I'm like, nah, what can, I, what can I learn from people today? So the way I, I find the best parts of every conversation quickly is I ask people – what they're excited about, what they're passionate about, and sometimes I'll even be so blunt as to say, "Yo, tell me your three favorite things in life. What are the three things that make you most excited to live?" And then, then I'll have three damn options of conversations that I can talk to with these people. They might, they might say like, uh, TV, uh, fashion, and golf." And then I'll be like, "Okay, well, I didn't really want to talk about TV, but sure. Let's. What do you find interesting about fashion and golf? Like, let's, let's see." And then I'll learn something. I'll learn maybe how to dress better or, or how, how to do sports better in general. So there's always something that I can learn from every single person that I'm talking to.
0: Yeah, it's like you look at people who are dumb and you know you're not going to connect with them. They're just fucking to right? But you can still learn something from them. Like, like something crazy, like just how, how you could be so dumb and yet so funny. Like you've learned something that you could be, <laughs> be funny, thick as shit. But, no, you could be thick as shit and dumb, but you're really funny. And that person makes you laugh for the fact he's so stupid, but yet so funny. So now you want to be around him because he's funny, so he's not someone you can learn from. He's someone that just makes you feel good. So you you would have, like, ruled him out because you know he's a retard, but actually, you quite like him and he becomes your friend, your dumb friend that you invite to the pub because he's so dumb that everyone just... everyone, (laughs) Everyone laughs how stupid he is. Like... He comes out with the shoes on the wrong feet. Fucking cracks up for ages. And you don't even tell him. Because yeah. it's funny. Like, some guy's got, like, a bogey on his you nose. Know? Sometimes it's funny just not to tell your friend. He's got a bogey there. Or some food in his teeth. It, it's just... My amusement is your fucking pain, you know? Like, it's...
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. And, you know, you're reminding me that there's... That there's so much we can get from people on so many levels. Like, also maybe their 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 intelligence isn't where you would ideally want it to be uh and, and then god maybe there's places i go where people are way more intelligent than me and i'm the dumb one but you know like maybe somebody's not there in on the on the level that you want them to be at or maybe they're not on the topics that you want to talk about but you can also just take from their vi- their vibration you can share that maybe the good vibes that they have even if they they don't even speak the language very well you can just their smile lights you up you know or or maybe their pain and they share their pain and you get in touch with your emotions and you can feel something and process something in yourself that's related to whatever they're processing but there's so many ways that we can learn from people and we can get value so yeah there, there's no there's no end to the things that we can learn
0: i just want to say on that on that thought. It just came into my head. I am going to be the host of the tonight show one way or another, whether it's after Jimmy Fallon or after that next person, one way or another, I get slow. will be just know it that came into my head. I just felt the need to say it. Cause I imagine myself looking back in time at this conversation and then saying, it, like, Oh my God, how did you know anyway? So yeah, um, people provide different, different feelings and experiences. Um, You've got the, the knowledge people, and then you've got the fun people. It makes you feel good to laugh. It makes you feel good to absorb knowledge. It's not right or wrong. It's just circumstantial. Um, every like, Different food sources, like protein, carbohydrates, sugars, whatever, they all provide something different. And what's amazing is, I just had a flashback. Two hours ago, we started the conversation on, on protein and meats, and we've like gone all the way. It's fucking amazing. Is that, that's, what, that's what's amazing about a conversation with no topics it just flows like going from like meats and proteins to the shit that we've gone through it's proper conversation it's a proper conversation anyone can listen to this and just be engaged for two hours they're like fuck me i've got to go to work two hours later because their brain's been focused on something that's because they've lost all consciousness of time because they've just been focused on it like a netflix series you can watch like fucking six, six six episodes five hours later but you can't meditate for 10 minutes. That takes that feels like forever. But a Netflix episode, six hours flies past. When you focus on something, time flies past. Time is in our head based on what we focus on. If you don't focus on anything, you feel like you have the whole world forever. Everyone says, oh, time's flying past. February's gone. Almost March is gone. If you're on your phone every fucking five minutes, watching TV every five minutes, always doing something, your brain's always going to be focused. And therefore it's time's going to disappear and it's going to be friday if you went for walks and meditated and picked berries and whatever the fuck time would fly past you'd be like god it's only 10 o'clock in the morning been up since five it's only 10 o'clock what am i gonna do for fucking nine hours time will fly by yeah you know what i mean time there's no such thing as time it's just i've realized that if you focus on something time flies by and if you focus on nothing as i said meditating for 10 minutes feels like forever it's like fuck me. I've got another five minutes left. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, time time doesn't exist. The only thing that 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 we do to, to create the illusion of time is we create all of these ways to measure it, but they're all man made. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. It's it's not necessarily natural. If you like, there are cycles in nature. The sun comes up every day, but if you weren't focused on trying to compartmentalize exactly how long that takes with the idea of time and with these little like whiskers on on watches and stuff that like you measure like it would just pass there would just be these cycles that would happen and you could get totally absorbed in berries for an hour or for five minutes and you wouldn't know the difference so just the time can slip by especially as you, as you focus on something. And so I, one of the things that I learned when I did roofing back in the day is that when I focused on how much time had passed, God, time went by slow. But when I focus on just how to do the action that I'm doing as perfectly as possible, man, it went by so fast and suddenly I had a whole bunch of money from the day. You know,
0: Absolutely, I used to work in a restaurant and when I used to focus on the clock and be like, fuck's sake, five hours left, four hours left, three hours left, it used to take forever. When I just focus on cleaning tables, serving the customers, I wouldn't even look at the time. Manager would be like, are you not going? I'm like, fuck, it's 10 past five. I should have gone at five. I was in the moment and time didn't exist and I enjoyed myself. That's what everyone does these days. They focus on the time because they're unhappy. It's the opposite. You may hate your job, but if you just focus on the job and do it, as if you're tiling your own bathroom and you can't wait for it to be done. Time is going to fly because time is in your mind and what you're focused on. If you focus on the fucking tiles, time will fly past. If you focus on the time, it won't fly past. You know what I mean? Because you keep checking the damn time. Yeah. Everything's reversed. You know, for example, you close your eyes. Okay. And in, in, you're looking at the sun. You close your eyes. There's this little water particle molecule that's like in your eyelids. And when you focus on it, it, it keeps moving to the right. And if you focus on it, it gets you to the left. But if you just focus your eye, you can see that it's there. But when you try and focus on it, it moves. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same as quantum physics, when I said about how I put the foil on a toothpick, toothpick in the orange, and I used my mind to move it. When I just looked at it and knew the outcome would be it would flow, it flowed. When I was aware that it was moving, it stopped. When I was aware the Mac was going to come on, it didn't come on. When I was... Where, when I wanted that girl to speak to me, she did, but when I didn't look at her, she did. When you look at that thing, it moves. There's something in the back of the eye where what's left is right. So, for example, you know, when you've got like a go kart and you turn left, the wheel moves, but it actually moves right. So, when you move that left, when you, when you pull that steering wheel left, it moves the wheel right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, the it's, something,
0: it's something to do with the opposite. So, when you think about something like when you think about it's like lucid dreaming for example when you become aware you're dreaming you wake up when you suddenly don't become aware you're dreaming but know you are dreaming and just go with the flow and fly and go to space you don't wake up but when you become aware you're dreaming you wake up it's the same thing it's almost like when you become aware of something when you observe reality reality changes when you observe a particle it knows you're observing it and it's this awareness of when you become aware, what you are, what you were aware of doesn't exist because you were already in that awareness. And it's like the, the eye, the eye gland, how you see in connected to the lens, which goes into the brain, which is the opposite. So when you focus on it, it goes the opposite direction. It's, it's really amazing, man. No one knows that. You have to
1: think about, is it going the opposite direction or are we programmed wrong?
0: Yes, right? like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. like if, if we kept if we kept turning the wheel one way and it's going the other way, then we just have to entirely reframe ourselves so that we stop thinking that left means left, now left means right, and now we can create one word that means left means right instead of it being a paradox in our minds. We could just create a word that describes the way it actually is.
0: You know a car for example, when you turn it that way you go left. When you turn it right, you go left. If what you're saying about how the universe works in a certain way, but we're doing it wrong. What if, for example, we should have always programmed cars to go right when we turn the the steering wheel left and go left when we turn the steering wheel right. If that's how the brain works, how quantum physics works. What if we did it all wrong? Because we did it based on what we are seeing in front of us. Whereas if the thought comes from our brain in the first place, it's the opposite. It's like on my phone camera, the front lens, my nose piercing is to the left. But when I use the other camera, my nose piercing is to the right. When I look in the mirror, my nose piercing is to the left, but my parents see my piercing to the right. So what we've created is kind of a reflection of ourselves thinking that we are like this, actually with the opposite. We've almost created it based on how we see it. Whereas if it's come from our brain, it needs to flip and then go out because that is the reality of life because we saw it in our head in the first place so it needs to be created from our brain as opposed to how our eyes see it which is the reversal of how our brain interprets it does that make sense yeah
1: yeah no you're
0: damn right about how maybe we're doing it all wrong if everything is the opposite like the news and everything and how everything is the opposite maybe maybe it's not that we're doing it wrong Maybe it's because everything is created in the mind in the first place and no one understands the mind that we're creating it after we've seen it. Like we see it in the mind, we create it physically because that's how we see it. But it's a reversal of the mind. Like the mind sees it like going in, but when it goes out, it flips because you see it in the back of the lens as opposed to out the lens going in, which means it's reversed. Does that make sense? Like it's a reversal. It's Yeah. I mean, fuck me, I've not thought of it like that either, but (laughs) we're creating things from how we see it from within, but it's created in our brain, which is flipped based on how our eyes see it. We see it from our eyes going in, and we create it from our eyes going out, which means everything in life is the opposite, which means cars should be created where we turn it left and it goes right and not left. Wow, I've not thought about it. I've fucking just worked something out myself.
1: Going back to what we said about about the media always being backwards and the mainstream always being backwards, I think it's just ignorance. It's just like they haven't spent the time to dive into how everything actually is backwards from how it appears. And I think that that's probably because most people don't have the time like you and I do, Oliver. (laughs) we We can dig into the mysteries of the universe on YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> and most, in all these ancient books and teachings next, and practices
0: yeah Most people have work the next day they can't stay up and watch youtube videos and they they work for them they, they work for a company where they're occupied during the day and they're too tired to listen to another fucking person talk but their boss whine at them all day i work for myself i've got the time in the world so yeah most yeah. people haven't got the time to think about fucking particles and bollocks like they've got fucking bills to pay like just get their shit done drive that truck
1: yeah. yeah, And it, it's so freeing. And that, that's, you know, that's where I think gratitude comes in is, you know, in in a slightly different life situation, I wouldn't have the the awareness that I have now. So that's where I, I thank myself and I thank the universe and ultimately it's the same thing and <laughs> whatever. I thank my entire reality that this is my reality, that this is what I'm experiencing because it's so special to have this type of awareness and to be able to see how everything is backwards
0: (laughs) no literally after this conversation you made me become aware that it's backwards because we create it from what we see in our heads but our lens is like our lens is the central point the reality is left right in our head you see the eye left right but when it comes out it's the opposite which is why everything's back to front everything's wrong when you want it you can't get it yeah, that's amazing. That means you can create it, the opposite, knowing, knowing that. Like, you can create a car, the opposite, and your brain will adapt. Like, I've driven a back-to-front car for fun. That was it. I went off-roading. Yeah, do you know what off-roading is? Yeah. Off-roading, um, when you drive a Land Rover through mud and stuff. Yeah. And one of the guys had a car, and he changed the steering wheel where left was right and right was left. And I remember driving it. I was really good at it it didn't make any difference. My brain adapted to it, which means your brain will adapt to anything. And if you created a car like that in the first place, you wouldn't know the difference. And actually, if you went left, that would feel weird and that it was wrong. But it's not wrong. It's just not what you're used to. Like when you brush your hand, you get used to it. Have a wank of your left hand. You get used to it.
1: (laughs) These video games, like video games, I played a lot of video games back in the day. And that was one of the things that, really trained my mind to be very quick actually believe it or not (laughs) like like there there are some points in some games where like something happens and suddenly your controls are reversed and yeah i I adapted instantly like like i got so good it's like okay yeah and then and then it flips back to normal and you're like okay that controls are back to normal you know like some racing game I, i don't know if it was mario kart or whatever there's all sorts of things where or or even the concept of different characters. Suddenly your A button does something entirely different with another character, and the speed at which people adapt in games is super fast. So we all know our brains can adapt to other realities or other paradigms really, really quickly if we give it half a chance.
0: I need to go to the toilet, I'll be one minute, okay? Yeah, no worries, man. i got a question. Have you ever met anyone like myself?
1: Yeah, man. My entire reality is filled with crazy people like you and I. Seriously. I've, I, I've just, ever since doing DMT, I've met the weirdest, weirdest people. One of the guys who's coming on my show soon, he's, um, he's training to be a shaman in the amazon jungle right now
0: oh man that was fucking amazing
1: oh my god yeah and not only is he training to be a shaman he is doing a dieta with the plant datura do you know datura datura is it's 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 a plant i would not want to touch with a yardstick it's got like I don't know how to explain it, but my friend's done it. I haven't done it, and this is his story. He said that he took some Datura and he did it with his friend, and he was waiting for it to kick in so he'd start to play his Game Boy. And after about an hour, he realized he, his friend was never there. He took it alone. Oh, wow. And, and then after, and then 10 minutes later, he's like, wait a second, I don't have a Game Boy. And then he was like, whoa. <laughs> and it makes these incredibly wow. lucid visuals that you entirely believe in and and i've heard a whole bunch of other crazy stories with with this wow. plant but my friend is doing detura and water only for an extended period of time where those are the only two substances that he's taking into his body and so that's part of his initiation into shamanism like, like oh my god i have another friend who's a quantum physicist a quantum biologist who is studying the nature of of the mind on living tissue, so he's measuring the effect of of consciousness and awareness on living tissue. Yeah. I want him
0: on my podcast. Get him on. My, get him to come on my podcast because I'm all about
1: that. There's man. I, there's so many people. They, I, I know my way. I know people who create. I, I can't. You know what? There's only so much I can say. There, there are people who, let's just say, are very well versed in these substances and who are able who do them consistently way more than most people and their brains are like really bizarre as a result so
0: do you think that it's dangerous to do stuff like that like does it like over time like what's your thoughts like if you become too free spirited like these people living in jungles and doing this shit you can't ever go back to society like you just have to live in the jungle forever because you can't You can't get a job and, you know, get a rent and mortgage. You just can't. We've evolved and we've gone back in time. And that's what they're doing. They're going back in time. You're fucked. Like, I I don't think
1: they're evolving the human consciousness, man. Like one, one friend that I have, um, one friend that I have, I, how do I say this properly? She, she's done it so many times that, that she's found ways outside of the system to support herself entirely. Like I know people that are entirely outside the system, um, in terms of like, like they would be fine if everything collapsed, like it's all okay. One, one of my friends, Oh my God. One of my friends does rituals from this ancient Tibetan lineage. And the Tibetans have a very advanced religion. I would say like the Tibetan Buddhism is like, there's a lot of psychic technology there. Um, And he he has this one ritual that he does where he goes every day to hell and sends love to the demons. And the result of it is insane on his life where he's like constantly being confronted by these demons, like choking him out in the night and stuff. And he's like like working with them and trying to show them love anyways. Really bizarre stuff. I I don't know, man. Like, it's just... think that we need this system. We think we need the government. We think we need money. We think we need banks. We, we don't. We don't need it. Like, it's just a crutch. It's a crutch that we are used to. It's a crutch we're comfortable with. And when you do enough DMT and when you do enough spiritual practices, you don't need any of it. And it's, it's a process that I'm learning and I'm not fully in, but it's really special to be around so many people that have broken the limitations of what I thought was possible for a life.
0: Yeah, for example, right, I don't know if this is a myth or not, but in the 1950s or whatever, American government banned hallucinogenics or something like that because they saw the effects or something of how it does whatever. So, for example, right, smaller population, less people in charge. One person who's in charge of whatever department that was would have suddenly become aware of this hallucinogenic thing. And somebody would have said, okay, what's the pros and the cons? Well, not really many cons, but the pros are you become aware and and you know you, you don't need people anymore. And so that one guy, Dick Cheney's fucking cousin or whatever, many years ago, one guy in the position of power blocked it, okay? And he he, he dies and then life moves on. And so that about hallucinogenic stuff. Can make people aware so stuff like that it's not government's trying to suppress us it's just through actions over time people are becoming more suppressed it's just the way it is it's evolution like some find a way to hunt that fish better than others and um yeah the dmt is the same thing as like a mushroom thing if people were taking all these hallucinogenics back in the day everyone would be aware that they wouldn't need government and therefore there'll be no um there'd be no nothing really would exist there'd be no governments no capitalism no big corporations because nobody worked for anyone and therefore there'd be no people with money because it'd be all equal nobody would run the businesses so there'd be no jobs and then I mean it would be so different but all because of that situation which could have easily been a different way do you know what I mean about that situation
1: yeah well it's, it's illegal because it, it expands our consciousness too much And when you expand you know that you know who's running it. You know that you don't need to to sit and hang out in their stupid system.
0: <laughs> it's like when we're, when we're younger, our parents say, oh, that's against the law. You can't do that. Oh, okay, then. So you don't even question what the law is. You just be like, oh, okay, it's against the law. My mummy said you can't do that. That's against the law. Okay, well, what is the law? You know, so then so you, you just become part of that system. And the more you learn that, the more you separate yourself from the penile gland of awareness of what is the law what is the police you know so you take this thing takes you back to that basis of um what is any of this and the drug takes you back immediately if you've not got somebody to teach you how to get there it's like it's like wiping your computer in overnight as opposed to deleting every file step by step the drug just like does a a wipe in half an hour um
1: yeah yeah and there's there's so many different plants too, but the plants you could say are more connected to Mother Earth and are more connected to the, the planet's consciousness as a whole. And so when you take these sacred substances that humans have been taking forever really, and, until very recently actually, um, when you take these sacred substances, you connect yourself with the global intelligence, with the planet's intelligence, and you just become like a god you become like way more aware you have way more power so i there's so many you can take you could take ayahuasca which has dmt in it you could take ibogaine if you want like a three-day trip which is really intense that's an african one um you could take datura if you're really really brave i wouldn't take that one but you know it, it works for some people and there's so many different plants you can take that will help open up your consciousness Mushrooms, obviously, I, I, I can't forget, are sacred mushrooms. <laughs> Do you think
0: that mushrooms compared to these drugs are just nothing? They're like, pathetic, you, like...
1: You know what's funny? I, I have, I am notoriously bad in my social community for, for dealing with mushrooms. For some reason, there's a part of my consciousness that really rebels when I take mushrooms. With DMT, I'm fine, though. Like, I, I've done ayahuasca, I've done DMT. These I, I handle much better. With with mushrooms, for me, it's way more intense, and I'll take even like as little as three grams of mushrooms. Which, I mean, it's it's not that much. A heroic dose is five grams. So, it, my, my girlfriend's done eleven. So, like, I I take like three grams of mushrooms, and I start thinking I've invented police, and they're out to kill me and stuff, and I, I get really paranoid. And and I you know it's it's really strange because I'm normally really self aware, um, and I, I think. I think the issue is that that I keep feeling there's always this point in my mushroom trips where I feel like I'm being pulled away from this reality into a tunnel and into another reality, and I, and I feel like I don't want to lose this reality, so I start fighting the experience, and then that that fucks me up. So you can never fight the experience, but I, I just I just want to say they're really powerful. Like I think they're all powerful, and they have different angles. Um, so DMT, DMT to, to, to someone
0: expect- who's DMT to someone who just not doesn't get it, it will make them aware. What would DNT do to someone like me who is already super aware? Like, what will I gain? What, what will I learn? What, what difference will I, what am I trying to say? Tell me. Yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's a great question. There, there's this story of Ram Dass. Do you know Ram Dass? Ram Dass, if you don't know him, he is an incredible, incredible man. He grew up as a psychologist in, I think, Harvard. And then went and did a bunch of spiritual practices. And then he's just able to articulate the spiritual truth so beautifully, especially in his book, Be Here Now, which is like a spiritual picture book. He, anyways, this guy took a handful of acid and gave it to his mentor. And he said, hey, uh, take one of these and you'll have like, I'm just curious to see what your trip is. Because this, 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 his mentor is like an established monk, like really enlightened so his, his mentor grabs the whole handful of acid and puts it all in his mouth. And then after just like meditating like a stone for like, like three hours, he processes it all. And then is just like, yeah, I know what that's like. That's, that's like, And he describes it as like some like state of, of the bardo, which is like a, a bardo is like a, an astral consciousness, like a place that you can go between life and death. And he says, yeah, it's just like going there. And so, you know, it it is the same. There's just different tools to get to the same places. That said, if you're ever stuck and the tools you're normally using aren't working, well, sometimes it's useful to use another tool. Like if I need to get on the internet and my desktop gives me a blue screen, I'm going to fucking go on my phone or I'll use my laptop. So So you're
0: uh, saying that it might not, do much because i am already like my penile gland is already firing out amazing chemicals without it that it won't necessarily make me more aware it will just show me like a different path that i'm already on
1: it, it well that's possible but the other thing is i i would be i don't know i i would be surprised if you were at your maximum possible state like if you're at your maximum possible state like the amount of psychic power you have you can just like fucking move shit at will and do crazy things and you could manifest like instantly if you wanted to so i think there's there's always layers of awakenings like there's this one there's this one path that i studied in for a while called open heart yoga and they have these ideas of boomies and boomies are these like psychic knots they're, they're, they're like these psychic knots. And when you pop a boomy, you have like this big awakening experience, but there's like tons of them. And so like you can pop one and then you can pop another and, he, and you just can keep going up and they get more and more and more subtle and they create more and more self-awareness and therefore power. So I I don't know. Like I, I'd have to like, I, I don't know how far you've gone up this chain. I know, I know I've, I've popped at least one and, um, I don't know how many you've popped in from this grid, from this world, view. so. Like I, I don't know. I just have a sense that there's always more. You can always go further up and further in, as C.S. Lewis says.
0: Well, when I was 21, I kept my medication. I was in such a high. I was, I was literally, I was on a drug for for two months. I literally was walking around. I was just thinking and seeing stuff, and everything. Like I can't even explain. Like I went to I went to a, a bowling alley and there was a pound coin and, and there was a letter R on it. And then I went ice skating and there was a letter B on it. So that same person had gone from ice uh, bowling to the ice rink. But then she gave me that exact coin, and I was so in tune and in flow. And I was going to like parking ticket machines, and then two would come out. I was on another level. I I've haven't been on that level since. But I was playing snooker and pool. And every ball that I hit, I just literally... I, didn't, I just went, bang. Pocket. Three went in the pocket. Two went in the pocket. I aligned it there. Bang. And my mate was like, how, how are you doing that? I was like, I don't know. It literally was like I became this superhuman. I could just put my cue there. Bang. Three in the pocket. Bang. Some other power was in control. And then I would make him miss by looking at the ball. I would literally stand at a certain place where he was and I would look at the ball, he would miss. I could control everything. I could get every ball in and I could stop him from scoring and I could get him to drive with my mind. So he was driving the car, I would drive with my mind, take that exit, go there, stop, go there. I became on such a frequency that I could control everything and traffic lights, they kept going green and I was in flow and people, and he said to me once, how are you doing that? They're all green. I was so in tune to every fucking thing. And that was when I first became enlightened. So as you said that knot. I'm not on that knot now, but I'm getting there. For example, I'm thinking of people. I'm seeing them three days later. Thinking of people, seeing them two days later. Thinking of people, seeing them a day. I'm at the point where I'm thinking of people. I go leave my house now. I go to Tesco's, a supermarket. I see them. But when I start to think of somebody and I leave straight away and I see them, that I don't increasing my psychic ability increasing the frequency where I can emit on a high frequency like a dolphin making a noise that only a dog can hear I will become that level again where I can hear and see things that people around simply can't like I think of a cup of tea mum brings me a tea I think of I want Thai curry on the weekend she makes Thai curry I'm at the point where I'm thinking of stuff put on the shopping list I want dark chocolate she brings dark chocolate I'm thinking of trainers she brings me, buys me trainers. i want that frequency now that I can think and it becomes someone else's thought and comes to me and it's like I'm a god. I can just think once and let it go. See it, let it go. Mum brings me coffee, brings me tea. We go shopping. It's incredible when this stuff happens because I remember when it used to happen when I was just becoming aware of this stuff where I'm looking at a house and then mum's like, hey, we're thinking of moving a house. How about this house? And I'm like, Oh my fucking God, that's the fucking house I was looking at. That's my friend's house, like how? And then you start to understand stuff and then you sort of just let it go and you sort of become God and you just like, you let it just flow through you. It's like a trip, like anything you think of is going to happen. I mean, I was on another level, man, and I hope I get back to there. I know I'm getting back to that level now.
1: Got to visualize it, man.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: No, I'm working (laughs) towards the same thing. I want to I want to retell that story though from another angle just just because it's hilarious. So when when you're describing it, you're seeing I would say the yang side of it, but let's look at it from the yin side. The yin side could be described that you have you have released and relaxed yourself so much that you are receiving the thoughts that are going to happen before they happen. So it's it's not even that you're creating the thoughts. It feels like you are, but the thoughts are just coming to you of the things that are meant to happen, the things that need to happen. So yeah, no, and I totally relate to that because I've, I've had that same type of experience. Um, th- there was one point where <laughs> there's one point where I, I was younger and I was driving like a, like a fucking idiot and I was in a, I was in a manual car and I, I, went around a turn that said to go 30 kilometers an hour, but I was going 80 kilometers an hour, and I, you know, I the car started drifting, I was like, oh, well, I didn't actually think anything. My sister beside me was like, oh, shit, and instinctively, I just downshifted it and, like, turned perfectly and did a full, like, Tokyo drift, like, three-second drift between two <laughs> metal rungs, and just, like, perfectly drifted the car. Oh, okay. It's like a Honda Civic, like... It's not a, not a, not a nice park. <laughs> and then I downshifted out again and just like rocketed directly straight out onto the highway. And it, yeah, there, I, mean, I also get these moments of, of like supernatural ability that come to me. And they come more and more frequently um, where, yeah, like I'll think of a friend and they'll come or I'll see something happen and it'll happen or I'll see like patterns across my day just start to unfold and be like, whoa, that's really strange so yeah it's it's super interesting but it's hard to know whether it's us that that are creating them or us that are allowing them to flow and maybe it's a bit of both and neither
0: (laughs) so yeah that's how for example david blaine does his magic you put a thought in someone's head and you can also tune into their thoughts so it's both i did an experiment i wanted to see if i could know is my thought based on my my surroundings or my touch my my sense my taste or whatever Or is it somebody else? So I started to write down every time I thought of a friend, okay, and I would message them and I would say, Did you just think of me? And sometimes they would say yes, sometimes they would say no. Sometimes I would call them as soon as I think about them and they'd say, I was about to call you. And I'd write down when I respond to that person, it means they thought of me. But then when I don't respond to them, it was me thinking of them. And I started to work out a pattern of when a thought comes in your head, is it because I thought about it and then they call? Or or am I thinking about them because they are just about to call me? So I'd get there quick. I'd get there first. And I started to understand the difference between thoughts of someone else and your own. I haven't done it since, but I'd work out that situation. It's a pattern. It's like positive, negative, positive, or positive and negative. So it's you respond to them thinking of you. So positive, negative, positive. Or positive, you think, and then they call negative. So it's like one or the other. Or it's one, and then you get there before they call you. It's very interesting. I will work that out.
1: Yeah, that that is that is really interesting. I'm glad that you did this type of experiment. We need more people doing experiments like this. So we can figure this damn thing out. We gotta get to the bottom of it, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, like my uncle lives in Australia. As I said, I think of him, and he, he messages me like pretty much instantly. And that nice. just says it. That just says it all. Australia, like fucking 24 hours away. Well, no, yeah. whatever. But
1: yeah. Time is an illusion.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to wrap this up because my brain yeah. is, is tired. Um, anything you want to plug? Any podcasts, websites, social media, anything? Yeah, you
1: know, if, if you're interested in having more crazy-ass conversations like this, whoever's listening, I recommend coming to my website, owlchris.com. And I have a podcast called Behind the Grid where I dive deep and I find out the the operating structure of people's minds, especially really interesting people's minds. So I'm looking forward to to having you check that out, and I'm going to be getting some of that on Oliver's show as well, hopefully, and get Oliver on my show at some point. It's 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 going to be some epic epic conversations where we can keep the vibration high and reprogram our collective consciousness together.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to press stop, and I'll say goodbye afterwards, right?